He is red hot, amazingly talented. He is the AEW World Champion. And there's no Finally. one in this business quite like Kenny Omega. All the haters that we had to listen to since that godforsaken tournament have been silenced. No more unanswered questions for the world champion. No more questions for the champ. You did it, kid. You did it. Hey, Kenny, we have some unfinished business. But you see, I'm not here tonight to be selfish. Oh no. We are here tonight to address injustice. You understand? You see, look at this individual to my right. Ray Phoenix. Cast your mind back to October, Kenny. Ray competed. In the AEW World Championship, number one contendership tournament in Kenny, he never lost. So please explain to me, in layman's terms, how exactly you are the right to Wait, hey, hold on a second. Uh, look, you're a hell of a talent, but I gotta ask you. give you a little lesson in the wrestling business, kid. Wrestlers don't tell the world champion what to do! Well done! That's what you're done. You see, I just spoke to Tony Khan, and this match has already been sanctioned. December 30th, AEW Dynamite, Kenny Omega! Whether you like it or not, you will defend that championship against Ray Phoenix. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, for the matchup, for the main event. Stay tuned for the you equalizer. You can't do this. Who do you think you are? Thanks for being with us, everybody. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. All right, welcome everybody to the PWC um, Wednesday night skirmish. I am Christopher C. J. Ams. That's A M B S, like bullshit first thing in the morning. If you didn't know, now you know. Uh, I'm here with my co host, Jimmy T. Jimmy, how are things in Australia, buddy? Still feeling hot, 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 just like last time, and it's a shame because it was nice and cool yesterday, but now it's back to the heat wave, man. So, here. Yeah. Welcome to the PWC, gents and ladies, of course. Welcome, welcome, one and all. No matter what's uh, in your drawers, you're uh, you're welcome here. And uh, <laughs> you know, we're just we're, we're striving to be just like dynamite. We don't care what's in your drawers. <laughs> just uh, just show up, and we're happy to we're happy to have you, dude. As you can see, I was I was swigging some water, and when you said that, I was ready to spray it right out, dude. <laughs> That, that was, that's a good call and like, like you said here at the PWC we don't care what's in your drawers it don't matter and it don't matter which way it swings we're, we're just happy if you're a fan oh, we're a fan <laughs> absolutely alright so um, 
Dynamite opens up with a pretty good bang here. Um, I was I was excited that they didn't start off with any big package. Well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna slow down on that. I was gonna say big packages, but maybe we should <laughs> avoid that after this opening. Um, <laughs> they didn't start off with any big video packages. Um, there was no there was no in ring interview to start. There was no backstage clip. There was no commercial from Tony Khan. Uh, we got right into it with an opening match. It's uh, Adam Hangman Page coming down to the ring first off, and then uh, two guys from the Dark Order come out dressed like Hangman. <laughs> oh, that was ridiculous. It's ridiculous and funny and kind of amusing, but where are we going with Hangman, man? Like, if I don't want him to join the Dark Order. Don't get me wrong, it's, it's funny. It's a waste of his talent, man. Just be honest. You know what I mean? I would really prefer that he almost play a character of like the, you know, like the guy who, did you ever hear about that guy? I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Um, but there was a, a guy in the States here who um, he's a black guy and he met with a number of the KKK members and basically just through meeting with them and talking to them, he was able to convince them to leave the KKK and that, uh, you know, racism is shit which it is right. um i'd be down to see hangman do that kind of character with uh with silver um I, I honestly i think that that could be a fun little thing that they could do i'd be i'd be down to watch that well i know exactly who you're talking about i don't know his name but i've seen what you're talking about but i mean look like i said it's entertaining i just don't want AEW to waste hangman's talent because when you think about it right he was hot when the company started right then he got yep. fucking cold, like big time, I felt. And then cowboy shit happened, and he was red hot again, right? And then we got this drunk version of Hangman, and now we've got Dark Order Hangman. This is the problem. I feel like this, that they don't know what to do with Hangman, and I just don't, because the guy's talented, dude. He's got potential to be a huge star. I just don't want him to stuff him up. That's all, like. That's all I care about, man, because he's, he's a real talent. No, I agree. And uh, I will say, like, um, in this match, even when they when they do let him wrestle, too, he shines he every does. single time. I have yet to see I have yet to see a hangman page match where I went, eh, it was all right. Every single time he's in there, he knocks it out of the park. And I feel like. Um, his backstage promos are good. I feel like his character work is spot on. Whether or not they're writing properly for him, you could have an argument about. But I feel like he takes everything he's given and he makes it gold. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I, I hope in the next couple of years we get to see him have a run with the title because I think he's that good. For sure. I, I 100% agree with you, Chris. I mean, he should have even had a run with the title just after Jericho even. So I agree with you 100%, man. You don't agree with that? <laughs> no, I was going to say, yeah, I feel like I feel like they definitely could have done that. It was probably the best thing for them to do to switch the title to Moxley. Yeah. But I feel like Hangman's there. He's good enough for it. I agree. No arguments from me. All right. Uh so they're wrestling against the Hardy Party, uh, Matt Hardy and the <laughs> Private Party. Is that that's right? Yeah. Okay. The Hardy Party. Um, oh, jeez. 
Yeah, this match was this match was kind of fun. Uh, Hardy started off; it was sort of clear that he wanted the private party guys to work his heels. Um, there was a moment where he kind of shoved Hangman into the corner and then backed up with the ref, kind of that heel move where then your partner can attack the guy, but they didn't. So he kind of came back and was yelling at them a little bit about not being aggressive enough. Um, Page definitely having some fun with these guys from the Dark Order. Uh, at one point, John. Silver was riding on him like he was a cowboy, which I chuckled at. Um, I do feel like it's entertaining to watch. And Hangman, uh, he has a little bit of that charisma where when he's enjoying himself, you can just tell. And so when he is having fun in the ring, you want to cheer for him. I, I, don't, I don't know if that comes through. No, but absolutely. You're, you're spot on. I totally agree with that. And that's the thing, man. You can see he's enjoying himself. No doubt about it. How, I don't know if he agrees with the spot that he's in, but he's he's hey he's enjoying himself. You can totally see that. Yep, absolutely. Um, so one thing that I noticed about this match that I was kind of shaking my head at was uh, during some of the double team stuff. Um, my understanding is that uh, your tag team partner has five seconds to get out of the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do you know a tag team move or whatever, but you have five seconds to get out of the ring. And I was watching the referee and at least twice during this match, he literally counted one, two, three, four, and verbally said five, and then just stood there. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up because this has been a fucking issue for AEW since its inception, dude. I don't know if you've heard JR actually complain about that exact same thing that you just brought up. Because for whatever fucking reason, these guys just do not get it. Like, they do not understand the five-count rule, man. And it's not the ref's fault. I mean, what can he do if these idiots aren't, aren't like, paying attention or, or listening? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, this has been a problem <laughs> since day one. Since day one. And you know what else has been a problem? I mean, you know when they hold, you know, the, you know the tag, um, the tag uh, rope sort of thing? Just where the turnbuckle is. Yeah, you're supposed to hold that mm-hmm. when making the tag as well. You know that, right? Yep, absolutely. They yeah, they don't even do that. <laughs> so it's those little things no. dude, that they just do it not. It really is. Learn. It really is the little things, man. Like the little things make a huge, huge difference. Like uh, we, we've got we've got a quote here from Jr. from his podcast, and I do want to read it uh, to you because. I feel like nobody can put it, you know, in, in more succinct words than Jr. can. So he's talking about, uh, he's talking about storytelling to begin with. And this, this part of the quote got left out from most people's podcasts and re- and, you know, recaps from it. But I wanted to cover this first, uh, this first part here. He says, WrestleMania 13 with Austin and Brett was a piece of art. Young wrestlers today that don't watch Austin and Brett at WrestleMania 13 are screwing themselves. You're not investing in your own career by not watching the great matches from legendary matches because it's all about the storytelling. You can't use the excuse that it doesn't work today. Bullshit. Storytelling works every day. It's true. Love that. You know, as a guy who's a huge Bret Hart fan, and you and I have talked in the past about that specific match being, I think, the best piece of storytelling in ring ever. Um, so hearing JR say that before he moves on to the, to the more heated stuff here, uh, I just thought that that was really cool. And I wanted to highlight that a little bit. What did you think about that particular moment where JR says, you know, Hey, get it, get at it with the storytelling guys. <laughs> He's spot on. 
I agree with everything he says, man. And I can feel his frustration, man. You, I mean, it comes out even while he's commentating. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I said, we're, it's the little things, right, that bother us. Obviously, the little things bother JR too because it's called fundamentals, people. If you don't know the fundamentals of professional wrestling, then why are you a professional wrestler? Do you, do you know what I mean? Why? Yep. I don't know if they're being stubborn and they're just like, uh, you know, what is this old timer? No, I'm not going to do what he says, right? Whatever. But come on. It's the freaking fundamentals, man. It's not, if me and you, if you Absolutely. and I, if you and I understand that, right? If you and I understand that shit, I'm sure we would follow it, right? Why can't these guys who are actual professional wrestlers do the right thing? You know what I mean? It's puzzled me forever. It's only an AEW problem too, from what I've seen anyway. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it's, it seems like it's, it's highlighted the most in AEW. You can still see it, like as somebody who does a review impacted with Tim uh, on this same network. Um, it does happen in Impact too it definitely doesn't in wwe but i it feel doesn't. like in wwe they just stifle the shit out of everything so nothing is even fun at all mm -hmm. um you know impact does it a little bit aew is definitely the one of the major pro programs on right now that that does it way too much um and yeah, just there's a lack of psychology. It's just oh. like, you know, we were talking like last, I think it was last week where they had that opening match um, with uh, H2O and the Young Bucks. Yeah, and it was just week. move, 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 move. There was no, there was nothing to that match. I hated it. And I know it looks fun when the guys are jumping up and down and I know they're working hard. And I know that everybody involved in that match is capable of wrestling good matches, I don't care what anyone says, and I don't care that the crowd was chanting, this is awesome during that. That is garbage. Slow down. <laughs> well, what does that tell you about today's uh, expectations with today's fans, dude? Clearly, they yeah. don't have high expectations. Absolutely. So, anyway... So, so continuing on with this, with what Jr. had to say, he was asked, you know, uh, do you think that the DDT and the super kick, you know, not being protected anymore and being more transition spots, do you think that's that's bad, or do you think it's just an evolution of the business? And he said, uh, and he said, and I quote, that uh, quote unquote evolution of the business is bullshit. Yes, they should be protected the ddt is a finish the super kick is just part of a flow of a match now nobody wins with it what does that say to you does that say guys back in the days were more proficient delivering a ddt or a super kick than this generation where quote things are evolving i want some proof of that shit i want somebody to prove to me that the changing of the wrestling business is what it is today and is making a difference i say no I told a kid the other day at AEW that everybody does the same fucking spot. All you guys go outside, you cluster up like quails. It's quails, by the way. People are misquoting that as coils. I don't know why. Quails, quails, they're, they're birds, guys. You can hunt them. They're really delicious, by the way. But you cluster up like quails. You stand there in a huddle, friends and foes together, side by side, so you can catch some leaping idiot going over the top who never wins with, with this move. They're looking for the holy shit chant. They love to hear this is awesome. It's a spot, folks. It's a trapeze act. I don't buy into that. The DDT is a great finish and should be used as such. Mike drop. Mike drop. <laughs> I agree 100%. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around it. Like I said, the DDT used to be 
a friggin' finisher. Now it's just, uh, you know, a rudimentary pro wrestling move. That's all it is. You it, know what I mean? It's nothing. I've seen it get a one count. <laughs> like I said, dude, I don't understand today's generation of professional wrestlers that want to destroy what was friggin' protected for so long, dude. Even the super kick. It's a fucking party now, dude. <laughs> it's a super it's a goddamn party. party. It's a party. You know what I mean? It's well, sad. and you know the really terrible thing. The really terrible thing about it is that, like, you can't. You, at, at at a certain point, we're gonna have to like hit rewind on this shit and start bringing back some of these old finishes and it's going to look bad for a while, you know, for a while there, when people used a pile driver as it was considered just a high spot. And now because it's been protected for so long and it has been at least on the WWE programming, a pile driver can be believed as a finish now, which is good. It's great because I mean, Jesus Christ, man, if picking somebody up between your legs and dropping them on their goddamn head, isn't enough to get a three count. What the fuck do we got to do? And you know, Jr. specifically in this, in this thing, he talks about the DDT and the super kick, dude, the fucking Canadian destroyer is a high spot. Now <laughs> it's not a finish. Nobody how, wins with that fucking move. How you remember the first time you ever saw a goddamn Hell Canadian yeah. destroyer, dude, I about, lose, I about lost my fucking mind. The first time Me I saw Petey Williams do that. When I saw Petey Williams first do that shit, I was literally, my mouth dropped. I was like, wow, what the fuck was that? Like, seriously, that move looks so impressive. And guess what happened, Chris? Everyone fucking took that damn move and killed it. Now, if that move does not look devastating enough to be a finisher, then fuck it. Nothing does. That move looks that impressive and it seems so hard to pull off, even though it takes two to tango, right? Man, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on the fuck is wrong with these guys i'm not saying i know him better right but yeah. who was the idiot that said i'm gonna give you a canadian destroyer then a super kick then another super kick then a ddt then i'm gonna do a tope suicida and then we're gonna do a knee fall we'll put you by another we'll put you fall. in the sharpshooter as a rest hold <laughs> oh my god dude fuck. stop it <laughs> Dude, <laughs> hey, even the sharpshooter's becoming that too, bro. Is it, it not? Is. Yep. Honestly, dude, so we were watching, I think it was Raw, last, not this last week, but like the last time that we watched yeah. Raw and reviewed it. And Natalia won with a sharpshooter. She put somebody in a sharpshooter and that person tapped. And my jaw about hit the fucking floor. I was like, what? Somebody it's- actually tapped to a goddamn sharpshooter? And, you know what's and even- I am a huge Bret Hart fan. Same. And you know what's even more impressive? She's the only one that knows how to apply it properly, it seems, right now, other than Sting, of course, right? But I guess so. Really? Yeah. I- I know Nobody else hard- can get a finish with it. Just Natalia. Well, hell, man. Come on, man. Because Jesus Christ. Apparently, I- every time Cesaro does it, he doesn't do it properly. Cesaro needs to go back to wrestling school and learn how to put on the fucking sharpshooter or something. In my opinion, not many know how to actually apply it properly because when it's done properly, there should be that arch. You know what I mean? Not that sloppy shit yeah, where, they where they look like they're swimming on the floor that, you know, and, they, and they're just flat <laughs> on their stomach. Do you know what I'm saying? Because that shit don't hurt, man. It's that shit bad. does not look devastating. Yeah. It's bad. You know what I mean? I don't know if they're doing that on purpose just to protect the person that's 
that's in the sharpshooter. But but come on, man. If yep. it's going to look like that, don't do it at all then. Yep. So I've got two more quotes. I've got two more quotes for you, and they're from AEW su- mm-hmm. superstars. Uh, superstars. Super Jesus stars, Christ. Right. Get away from it. <laughs> They've got two wrestlers from AEW who responded to this. First of all was Brandon Cutler, oh. who is only there because he grew up with the Young Bucks. There is no reason for that guy to be a professional wrestler other than he's friends with some cruiserweights who got over. (laughs) Um, So he said, you know, in a direct response to this quote from JR, he said this Wednesday on AEW dynamite seven versus seven, we're going to go outside cluster up like coils. Cause apparently he doesn't know what a fucking quail is cluster up like coils, stand there in a huddle, friends and foes together side by side and catch some leaping idiot going over the top. Can't wait. Hopefully for, for 1 million viewers, let's fucking go. Hopefully. And, and, and guess who wasn't in this match tonight? Please let me know. <laughs> Brandon Cutler was not in this fucking match tonight. I wonder why. First of all, I get it, right? You know, uh-huh. I know he's a great guy. I'm sure he is, right? Nothing against him, but Jesus Christ, you suck. <laughs> Please get off my TV, even off dark. I'm a great guy. You're a great guy. It yeah, doesn't right. mean you and I should be on fucking TV show that's, that's trying to right. get a million viewers. That's right. I mean, come on, man. Like, come on. I'm sure the Bucks even know this deep down. I get it. He's your boy. I even, I even, uh, don't, don't, don't give me shit for this, Chris, but I actually read the Bucks book. Can you believe it? I, I mean, that's awful, but, (laughs) and it's not that great, just to be honest with you, right? But they talk about Brendan Cutler in there, how him and his brother, I'm talking about Brendan and his brother. We're apparently great fucking wrestlers, look like stars, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, right. Please. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, let's just hook up our boys. I'm talking about this fucking kid. Really, dude. <laughs> let's just hook up the boys and it is what it is. I mean, and that's the thing, man. If TK ain't careful, this is exactly the same issues that WCW were plagued with, man. You know, where, where the inmates are running the asylum, bro. You know what yep. I mean? Yep, and shit just got too fucking chaotic where the rules weren't being followed anymore and the time-honored traditions of how things are meant to be run completely got ignored. Now listen, I, like I know like we're I know a lot of people who listen to us also listen to to the Hameen group and I know that there's a lot of people, you know, within our our sphere of influence who, you know, really really like uh, Russo. And I will say that when he was in WWE, I thought he was a genius. I, I really legitimately think that that's the I right agree. word for how, how well he was able to, to write. But Absolutely. when he got to WCW, he really was just trying to throw every fucking thing against the wall to see what would stick. And it fucked up the company. Like it was all like WCW was already on the way down. Don't let anybody, don't let no, anybody no. tell you that Russo fucking ruined no, WCW. That's a load of shit, but man. come on. But but he was too erratic with his booking when he got there and he was trying too many things. And I feel like that's something that you see sometimes on AEW where there's just too much going on and there's not enough attention being paid to this is what worked before. And I know that you don't, and I'm not saying you just redo fucking hard times a hundred times. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying you cut the same promos or do the exact same matches, 
But there are fundamentals to this that need to be paid attention to. And if they're not, it's just going to look like shit. 100%, man. I mean, look, look, look to be fair to, to Vinny Roo, right? And like I said, hey, he, he must be a fan of our show because he follows <laughs> our show. So shout outs to you, Vinny Roo, and to the brand, right? But, I mean, look, he was erratic. And I believe him when he says that uh, management in WCW sort of uh, didn't let him sort of be what he wanted to be. So, and, and plus... I definitely uh, believe they handcuffed him. Yeah. They did. They really did. You know what I mean? Because TNT, by that point, didn't really want WCW anymore. And they wanted them to tone right down. Whereas WWF at the time were going all f- balls, you know, all balls in. You know what I'm saying? So to be fair, yep. it's not totally, it's not his fault. And he definitely did not put WCW out of business for Christ's sake. No, no, it's ridiculous. Like I said, they were already on the way down way before he got there. And when he did get there, they basically, I mean, you took a guy who had basically, you know, designed the attitude era. Like, let's be real. He was a he huge part of what designed the attitude era, right? You took him. And, you know, TNT basically told him, well, we need you to be PG, you know, PG. Yeah, that's exactly. Not, not even PG-13. We need you to be PG for yeah. fuck's sakes. And how? How are you going to take, like, how are you going to take George R.R. R. Martin, right? The guy who wrote uh, Game of Thrones. Right. Basically, tell him, okay, we want you to do a kid's movie now. That's all you're allowed to do. You can't actually write any of the incredible stuff stuff that you've been writing with the you know the the emotion and the depth to it you can't do any of that it just needs to be simplistic bullshit and that's that's what i think happened with vince russo to be fair to vince russo who again i think at certain points in his career you would absolutely have to say was a genius of booking there's no doubt about it and man you know what i would actually hire him right now if i was aew i really would because whoever's booking this shit because you know, it's funny. Last week was all right, right? It wasn't that great compared to the week before, right? The week before was on another level. But uh, yep. today, did is it just me or did we have a World Tag League tournament today or some shit? Felt like it was a tag lot of tag. What the fuck? How do you go from like Steam yeah. debuting, Kenny fucking invading Impact and all that shit to this shit? Like, it's confusing. It doesn't make sense. It's almost, I don't know what to say to you, man. Like, what are they doing, man? Yeah. And, you know, I can handle uh, uh, a car with back teachers, but there was a lot of like, you know, I, I, I take notes for the show. Right. And like during that 12 man match, I just basically said like, I'm not going to bother taking (laughs) notes. I can't, I can't follow this. There's too much. Like there's a reason why they call three on three matches, the shitty six man. So (laughs) when you've got 12 fucking people, it's just going to go off the rails. There's no fucking way to save it. You know what, Chris, you know what this show actually felt like to be honest with you, man, a dark episode. Mm. It kind of felt like well. I've never watched a dark episode. Well, if you've watched it, or if you ever do watch it, you understand what I mean. It really felt like a dark episode. Really, right on. Well, 
somebody who doesn't belong on a dark episode, but absolutely belongs on the main roster here is the last person I'm going to quote as a response to um, what Brandon Cutler said. Dax Hardwood of FTR said the following, quote, Imagine not listening to criticism from the men and women who have shaped our profession and paved a road that allows you to make a living today, all because they hurt your feelings. End and quote. Spot on. <laughs> Woo. Spot on. Love it. Absolutely fucking love it. Since we've had a tag, since we had a lot of tag team matches, why isn't FTR on the card? Honestly, man. And, you know, the last week we were, you know, they, they had that tag mat- match with the Varsity Blondes. Right. And even though it was clearly one of, the, one of the quicker matches on the card, to me, it was the standout of the card. It, it only lasted maybe like four or five minutes. But damn, was it just exactly what you wanted. You know, the baby faces, they, they, they built up and up and up. And then, the, the, and then FTR cut them down, cut them off, slowed it down got their win like i mean it was perfect it was exactly what you want from a tag match because those guys know the fundamentals chris and apparently everyone that does know the fundamentals does not get a run on television it seems it definitely seems that way uh anyway let's let's keep going with this show here um there's a lot to there's a lot to cover um hardy party win this match with the gin and juice uh hardy basically tagged himself in to steal the pin. Um, I feel like a couple of companies are, are doing this kind of uh, guy who steals the pin character right now. And I've always just kind of thought it was lame. Cause to me, like if you and me are a tag team and I have a guy beat and then you tag me, it's not going to take three weeks for me to ask you something. I'm literally going to stop right there, right then and be like, Jimmy, what the fuck are you doing? Don't do that again. <laughs> You know, so I, I, I don't, I don't care for this. That makes two of us. Right on. Uh, so next up, we've got a backstage promo with the inner circle. It's basically just MJF um, bragging about himself, about the award that he won for the uh, dinner debonair. <laughs> uh, and I loved that Jericho was trying to sort of get in on this a little bit and be like, you know, I was a part of that too. Like, you know, you had a great scene partner. Like I should, you know, I should get some credit too. And MJF just kind of cut him off and was like, yeah, you were great, Chris. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just sort of kept going with his promo. And at one point I loved that he was like, and, and I, I'm, I hear you people on the internet saying that I'm better than Chris Jericho. How dare you like in front of Jericho It's like, Oh God, I love this fucking kid. He's hilarious. Man. Like I said, I can't say nothing negative about MJF dude. I really can't. I mean, if the guy Ever. does not become a bona fide star, Within a year, like I'll give him one more year. He needs to be in the main event in a year's time in practically most pay-per-views, man. If he's not, if he's not the biggest heel in the year, he's doomed. Yeah, he's he's AEW's rock. I'm I mean that. Like he's the rock of AEW. That's that's how much that's how much better he is than everybody else on the mic. And that's not to say that there aren't other good talkers in the company because there are some other really good talkers in the company. I think, you know, I think Moxley's a hell of a promo. For sure. But MJF is just levels and levels and levels above everybody. It's, it really is a lot like watching The Rock cut promos early in his career. Like not early, early, but I mean like post-Nation of Domination yeah, Rock. Yeah, yeah. When he was on the way up on the, 
like just coming on the way up. Yeah. Look, like I said, MJF is the shit. I wouldn't go as far as calling him the rock just yet because that's a big, you know, I get what you meant though. I know you, you don't technically mean it that yeah, way. Yeah, you yeah. mean it as in like, like, no, AW I'm not comparing was, him yeah, to yeah, actually yeah. that, but I'm just saying that, yeah, the way that, that the rock was levels better than everybody. Yeah. 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 I totally understood yeah. what you meant. It's just some fans might think you're literally saying he's the rock pretty much. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to clear that up, but, um, cause Hey, there are, there are people out there that just misunderstand shit, man. It is what it is, but dude, he's oh, a star. Yeah. He's only twenty-four years old. That's that's what's crazy, right? You should see. Actually, speaking of MJF, have you seen his promo on GGP? <laughs> no. Oh, dude, <laughs> dude, you got to check that out. All right, I think it was the last year or the year before they wrestled, and his promo on GGP was fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> and GGP. Oh, Just shit. stop being a malaka, bro. Please, <laughs> all right. Stop being a malaka. <laughs> I see what you're saying about me. All right. Just you're calling me a mark, but I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> if it feels like you're being a mark for yourself, Megale. I hate to say it, but but yeah. I just had to get it out there. But please, I recommend I recommend you watching that. MJF promo. I'll send it to you. It's pretty cool, man. I'll check it out. I will definitely check it out. Um, yeah. So after this promo, we get a, a Christmas video from Cody and Brandy and there's Christmas music playing and Ooh. they're, they're expecting congratulations. Congratulations, Cody. I wonder who impregnated uh, Brandy or did Cody impregnate himself? I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Dude, come on. Seriously. I, I bet you he got Brandy. I, I honestly wonder. Yo, sorry, go ahead. I honestly wonder if it, I, I honestly wonder if she really is pregnant because a part of me thinks that if they were going to do something so oh, fantastic as becoming sorry. pregnant, she sorry. would insist on it being covered on TV and just be <laughs> pushed to the fucking moon on dynamite. I hope you're fucking wrong, dude. Please don't say that because you know what's funny. I, I was thinking to myself, I bet you he, he knocked her up so so Brandy could get the fuck off the show, right, and not complain about not being on TV enough a part of me thinks that well right? it didn't seem to fucking work man so <laughs> they do this christmas video and it's all about oh we're pregnant which is you know that's that's a thing people are gonna say congratulations brandy right people are gonna talk about brandy cody makes his fucking entrance and of course it's the six hour long fucking <sighs> entrance again but this time he stops and brandy comes <laughs> out and she's holding her tummy and oh it's uh... so wonderful and look at me put the spotlight on me guys <laughs> i have a baby in my stomach show me on fucking television god i hate this fucking garbage man <laughs> fucking annoyed the crap out of me <laughs> bro bro fucking hell seriously like get the f man like i said i'm a fan of cody i really am but shit he's testing me dude he's testing my patience <laughs> like he really is i don't want to start fucking hating him because i i really am a fan of his but for christ's sake man you know it'd be great though chris Imagine this, if it What's is up? a work, just say, the only thing that would pop me about Brandy being on television, right, is if she comes out and says it's, it's Nyla Rose's kid. 
tell me that wouldn't fucking <laughs> I'll roll my eyes and pop at the same time, but tell me that wouldn't be fucking funny in some ways, dude. I mean, it would be hilarious. Um, Why not go that way? You fucking hell. It. It's not yours. It's Nyla's. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't that's, be fucking That's why funny. Nyla broke your arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she said she, she told Nyla she was keeping the baby, so Nyla <laughs> broke her arm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's no, I feel like up. I'm going to hell a little bit. Oh, big time. <laughs> Look, I don't know if that's politically incorrect, what I just said, right? But seriously, <laughs> like, fucking hell, that's the only thing that would make me pop. That That's it. Other than that, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? Look. I, I'm 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 really am legitimately happy for people when they have kids. You know, I'm not one of these people who thinks that people who have kids are are breeders and need to be <laughs> like made fun of or anything. I've got no, two little kids. Exactly. I love kids. I I think no it's great whenever anybody brings, you know, uh, a a baby into this world and and chooses sure. to love them. I just to me it's obnoxious how often yes. and yes. how much she's on TV. So first so so to start with it was well we need to give her a spotlight. Let's get her in the ring. And then they did that and they realized, you know what? She's kind of shit in the ring. Let's not do that. Let's have her be a manager. So she came out as the manager of the nightmare. I don't remember what nightmare thing it was. It was a collective. The brand. It wasn't a collective. It was something else. Nightmare. I know what you're talking about, but Uh, it's called. It was the nightmare bitches. I don't know what the fuck to call them. Anyway, it (laughs) was, it was all the all female. It was the all female nightmare group, and she was she was the the the, the spokesperson for them. Right. And then they they realized after a couple of weeks, you know, much <laughs> kind of shit at this too. So then they tried to do the thing where she where she becomes a, a face with that with that promo against against ja- Jade. And uh, you know, I thought she came off okay during that promo, but I wasn't blown away. Some people were like, "Oh, this was like the best fucking promo in like weeks." And I'm like, "I don't I don't no, see it. It's just this just seems like some chick." talking up the ratchety shit and you know whatever you know props to you if that's how you want to fucking go with it but whatever what it, it didn't blow me away so she shit at that well we still need to get a spotlight on her well she can't wrestle she can't talk she can't do a backstage promo she can't interview she can't do this what can we do let's get her pregnant oh okay there you go now we can put a fucking spotlight on her she has a baby everybody loves babies like fuck this <laughs> And you know what they even take the like i'm probably fucking... being an asshole but i don't care look dude you know what's even funnier to me? They even took the heat away off fucking Moxley and fucking Renee Paquette, man, <laughs> announcing that they've had a kid. You know what I'm saying? And even they, they done it like low key. You know, they announced it, and that's mm-hmm. it. It wasn't like, woo. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was low key. But no, we've got Cody and Brandy, who have to fucking tell literally the whole fucking world that they're having a baby. I mean, congratulations. I'm happy for him. I really am. But please, for fuck's sake, get the fuck off my TV. Like, just have your baby. Let's Be just happy have your that baby. you're having your baby. And if you want to do an announcement, if you want to do an announcement and you want to say, hey, we're expecting, you know, like, you know, put it out on Twitter, whatever. You want to do that. I know lots, you know, most famous people do that. That's fine. <laughs> you know. But honestly, like if you were to ask me like who, which baby I hope <laughs> is like happier in life, I really legitimately hope that the good baby is happier than the Rhodes baby. <laughs> um, 
Man. I can't help myself. I, I, I love Renee Paquette, first of all. Okay. I think she's great literally with everything that she does. Absolutely. But the way that they announced him, but then the way that they announced it was Moxley just put it into a promo, like which pertained to what he was talking exactly. about. Exactly. My dad did this to me. Exactly. It helped me become the person I'm going to be. I'm about to have a kid now. And because of that, I'm going to raise him to be this certain way. And that's, you know, the way that I was raised and the way that I'm going to raise my son, you know, that's the way I'm going to have to deal with you, Eddie Kingston and brought it right back to the show and brought it right back to what he was doing and just got back to the fucking show. Cause that's the point of it. Exactly. This was just, it, it just seems so contrived. Like it's, they've got a fucking TLC episode in the middle of my goddamn wrestling <laughs> program. And it pissed me off today. Oh, geez, man. Like, like I said, that's the difference between someone that actually knows how to cut a proper promo, even with announcing that he's having a baby, and someone that's just sucking his own dick, dude. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, it. Who thinks they know everything of the business like, so, because he's the son of Dusty Rhodes? You know what I'm saying? Sorry, sorry, Cody, but get over yourself, man. You're good, but you're not fucking great yet. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of good but not great, <laughs> let's get on with the match. Um, it's Cody and Angelico. I okay. I'm I'm being a little bit facetious here. I did like this match. Okay. Uh, they started off trading wrist locks, um, and I like Angelico's attacks in this match. It seems very MMA inspired. At one point, he even basically pulled guard and like invited Cody to come get some kind of, so, you know, I like that he's doing leg kicks. He was rolling, like doing jujitsu. Um, I liked the story of this match. It was basically um, how does Cody Rhodes's American wrestling uh, clash with this hybrid Lucha style of Angelico. Um, and I thought it was, it was a good match. Everybody kind of sold properly and it wasn't too fast. And no. Cody went over with, sort of a springboard cutter thing. So I liked the match. What did you think of the actual match? It was decent. It was, it was a good match. It was a good TV match. I mean, nothing to like full hit home about, but like, it was good. It was, it was one of the better matches at this point. Yeah, I thought so too. And I, I think that at the end of this match, it felt, or at the end of the night, it felt even stronger because it was either one of, or it was the only singles match on the card. So it was yeah, I think one or two. Obviously. Anyway, it was two single matches. Well, well, I've got the I've got the notes. We'll we'll find it if it, yeah. if there's another yeah, single there is, match. There is there is two. Um, obviously the other singles match wasn't too good. Um, it was the main uh, event. Taz congratulates <laughs> Cody as he's coming out. Right, it was the main event. Yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's why. Um, but that whole yeah. th anyway. We'll get into that, but that was yeah. less a match and more just a, yeah, like, right. here's a couple of spots and some yeah. silly shit. For sure. Um, Taz comes out. He congratulates Cody on being a daddy. I do like that he basically said, we're going to come down there and kick your ass. And he said, yeah. quote, you're going to be put on paternity leave, brother, <laughs> uh, which <laughs> made me laugh a little bit. Like, fuck <laughs> you, Taz, for making me laugh. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, but then the lights go out. Ooh. Then the lights go out. And before you say anything, before Tony you say Shivani's anything, best friend comes out. Did go you ahead. hear what JR said <laughs> as that happened? As no. the lights went out and uh, and it was started snowing, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> JR goes to Tony, look, Tony, they're standing in the middle of the snow. 
when he said that, that popped me, dude. I was like, oh, Jesus, that was great. You know what I mean? And then he's like, Tony, come on, Tony, say it. Say it. And I'll leave it to you. It sting. <laughs> oh, man, that killed me. That was great. But, yeah, like you said, Sting comes out. Okay. Yeah, so old man Winter Sting comes out, and he scales the heels off. Uh, uh, so Hobbs looked like he wanted to go get some. And I, I got to be honest with you, if if you're asking me who's going to win in a fight between a guy who looks like Will Hobbs right. and 60-something-year-old Sting with a bat, <laughs> I'm taking Hobbs every fucking time. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this was supposed to be, but um, well, one more time, they definitely dropped the fucking ball with Sting. Again, and tell me, what the fuck is this got to do with Hobbs, really? I mean, I know he was part of the match when Sting originally came out, but come on, man. Like, come on. Are we going to have a feud between Hobbs and fucking <laughs> and 61-year-old Sting? Like, come on, man. The only way I would agree with this shit is if Sting puts him over, right? Let's be real. you got to build your stars, right? Sting's already fucking built. He's not gonna, it's not going to affect him, you know what I'm saying? But, but if they're going like this route first, Sting's going to win. Let's be real, right? I mean, what the fuck? And did he even talk? Sting didn't even say anything, right? No. So Sting comes out. The heels basically powder out. Um, Hobbs looked like he wanted to go get some, but the rest of his team held him back, which, again, I mean, if a 61-year-old man is scaring off five gigantic fucking heels, my question <laughs> is, okay, what a bunch of pussies. Um, but Sting basically comes out. He winks. He winks at Cody and then uh, old man sting uh, takes his bat and he points to meth sting in the crowd <laughs> and then, uh, and then he leaves. So what? just so acknowledging then, his son, I guess saying, so then, Hey kiddo. Chris, can I ask you? So we had sting debuting, right? A couple of weeks ago, correct? Right. Yep. Okay. He didn't say a word that first night he debuted. Correct. That's right. And then the week after he came out and started talking, right? Entirely too much, yes. Okay, and now this week, tonight, we've got Sting coming out and not talking again. Yeah. So can you please explain what the fuck are they doing? If he's not going to talk, then why did he talk last fucking week? For Anyway, I'm just saying, right? Man. I'm just saying, Jesus. Christ. I got, I gotta say, man, like I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And, and sting, like, you know, when everybody, when sting came back, right. I was excited for it because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, sting can come back. He doesn't have to have a match in a ring. Right. right. If he does, if he does build to something, they can do something, you know, cinematic, they can do, they can have a cinematic match. And to exactly. me, what's wrong with that? I mean, like, you can have Harrison Ford still looking like he can kick some ass when he's, right. you know, 70 years old now, because that's the magic of fucking cameras, dude. That's, you can just right. do it like that. Um, 
And I honestly, you know, in my head, I thought, okay, well, Sting can be this Phantom of the Opera type character, right? He shows up, he, you know, he, he's, he looks threatening for a while, he scares the bad guys away, you know, he helps out the good guys, or maybe he doesn't, right? He can be this mysterious and ominous kind of figure over, you know, overarching in the AEW rafters, right? Right. To me, that's the best use of Sting. And the first week, they did it properly. They this did. week was also actually like the use of sting this week was fine. Right. The reaction of the heels was stupid, but sting <laughs> was fine. Last week was absolute and utter fucking garbage. And I think that they must've heard that from enough people that this week they were like, yeah, we can't have them come out and hug fucking Tony Schiavone again. <laughs> God, how silly. It's Sting! You know what I mean? Like, seriously, man. I hope Sting, like, was the reason. Like, I hope Sting is the one that actually spoke to TK about this because you don't, you don't do him talking like a goofball last week, asking Tony to, come on, Tony, say it one more time. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do that. And then not talk again. Like, it's fucking stupid. To me, it's killed his heat already. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's killed his mystique. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? But- to me, they'll have to work really, really hard to get any kind of mystique mm-hmm. back. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I you heard me that, you heard me that episode, Jimmy. You know, we were talking about it afterwards, after we even recorded it. And I, was, I said to you, what, what I said to you was, and I quote, this might be the most excited I've been about pro wrestling in 10 fucking years. And That's I what I said it. to you. I saw it in your eyes, dude. I could see that. I was excited too, man. And they've, I was legitimately shocked when you came out. Like, and they've already basically fucked up the Sting <laughs> stuff. They've already basically fucked up the Sting stuff. Uh, I do still have some some excitement for what they're what they are going to or what they may do with impact. And also I believe that there's a, I also believe that there's a legitimate chance that new Japan gets involved in this. I do too. Um, and, and specifically, I can, I can show you specifically the person who attacked John Moxley, uh, before that contract signing, he was supposed to have a few, a few weeks back. But on, I think that was Kenta. I think that's what they're going to go with is that it was Kenta. That's the rumor. That's what everybody was actually suspecting originally. Look, if they're going with this Bullet Club story, it makes sense for it to be Kenta, right? Plus, he's the number one contender for Moxley's IWGP United States Championship, right? So, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. if if I truly do believe there's gonna there is a New Japan relationship brewing, it has to be, especially after Impact, where Kenny's like we've been the old Bullet Club yep. back, right? You wouldn't say Bullet. He said Bullet Club, dude. You don't say that unless. There's an end game with this, right? And obviously, I can't show you right now, but I'll show you off the air. I'll show you how all this makes sense between three companies. This guy on Twitter put everything together, dude. Done an awesome fucking job of it. And you'll be impressed, all right? So off the air, I'll show you. And it'll convince you 100% that what you just said is what's going to go down. Awesome. Well, you know, then there's still something to be excited about and hopefully they can get a little bit of mystique back with sting. Cause Definitely. again, like I'm not even a huge fan of sting in the ring. Like, like we've oh, talked quite a bit, you know, I'm a Canadian fan. I'm right. a Bret Hart guy. I'm a Chris Benoit guy. I'm sorry. I know, but I still love Benoit's in ring work. <laughs> right. um, but like, 
that's the kind of wrestling I like. So Sting was never a big deal to me, but his presence is real. Like he has a real serious, like entertaining presence when he just keeps it simple. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's just like, just somebody fucking do it again. Like, this is one of the things that helped WCW Monday Nitro become awesome was Sting shut the fuck up for a year. <laughs> exactly. And not just shut the fuck up for a year, but you saw him slowly go from that surfer blonde-haired Sting to slowly morphing into this current-day Sting, right? Because you'd see him grow out yep. his hair, right? While he's still the surfer Sting, right? Mm-hmm. You see him grow out his hair. His hair's getting mm-hmm. longer and darker. And even when he done promos, the paint started changing. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah, which was fucking well done, right? Well, well done. Not just that, but it was the little things. I remember when WCW wrestlers were accusing him of being part of the NWO, right? And you know what he did? He mm. was that hurt, right? And he's before he became the crow, but his hair was growing out, right? He was cutting a promo, mm. but instead of cutting a promo to the hard camera side, he was cutting a promo with his back to the hard camera. So all you're seeing is his back because he felt that hurt by the accusations of his boys, which was so well done. I've never yep. seen it done before until that point, And I still haven't seen it done again. You know what I mean? And that's, that's storytelling dude yep. at its best. You know what I mean? How, and again, it's just little things. It's just, it's just doing those little things that make the difference in everything, man. Yep. Absolutely. Dude. Um, so next up here, we've got, uh, you know, speaking of storytelling at its best, uh, the next thing that happens is, uh, Miro is backstage giving an interview. <laughs> the bridesmaid. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he says that, uh, next week they're going to announce the, the date of the wedding. And, uh, when somebody asks him about beating up security guards, he literally says, bah humbug. And I just thought, motherfucker, just stop. Dude. I've got a bad feeling that he's going to be like, uh, like he impregnated. Um, what's her name again? Fuck. Forgot her name, dude. Uh, keeps fucking. Oh, like, I don't know. The, yeah, the, whatever Jesus her name Christ, is. Yeah, I, I don't forget her about, name. Yeah. The chick what's who's with. Well, yeah, anyway, you know what so I'm it's talking Kip about? Kip Sabian right? and. Penelope Ford. <laughs> Penelope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah Penelope Ford, right? I think it's Penelope, right? It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway, is, right? Yeah. Um, wouldn't it, why do I have a weird-ass feeling that he's going to turn and be with her like she's going to be in his corner or some shit? I just get these weird vibes about that. Because he's going to have to turn, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he went from being in a cuck angle where he was the <laughs> one being cucked, and so now you're expecting him to be the person who's... <laughs> cucking i guess <laughs> I, it's bad i mean it was bad in the fucking e it's bad here it's fucking garbage television uh, exactly i mean what can i say <laughs> well done miroslav you fucking cuckold <laughs> jesus <laughs> yeah. good for you <laughs> thumbs up <Fuck>. bro <laughs> anyway man <laughs> all right well, uh, speaking of thumbs up, uh, <laughs> next out here is Eddie Kingston, who's always going to get a thumbs up from me, right. uh, <clears throat> especially for his promo works. Uh, he's not really given much of a chance to speak here. He basically says, you know, I want to I wanna basically deal with Lance Archer. And then Lance Archer comes out 
and he attacks him. And then uh, the butcher and the blade come out and they kind of team up on Lance Archer. And then um, the Lucha brothers come out to help their good friend and, you know, <laughs> confidant and best, best man at both of their weddings. And obviously the godfather of their children, um, Lance Archer. And then, and then Pac comes out to save it, to save them too. So, so here we have this, you know, this wonderful, incredible dynamic group of guys who are obviously <laughs> friends and we know so much about their story, uh, teaming up with, uh, teaming up with another guy. And, uh, so there's, there's four faces here and three heels. Um, the heels do their best to fight off the, the baby faces, but they can't and they're outnumbered. And so they powder out. Um, I, I just, I, I need to say before I let you make anything before, before I let you say anything about this, I'm just yeah. going to say this one more time so that everybody fucking heard me. The faces outnumbered the heels, the faces outnumbered the heels. Don't you know, Chris, <clears throat> Go ahead, Jim. that's what baby faces do. Yeah. They beat up. They gain. I mean, you got to get that face heat. <laughs> literally that face heat bro yeah like didn't you know the good guys always outnumber the bad guys i mean they're bullies the good guys aren't they that's what good guys do bro yeah dude they're fucking bullies i mean that's that's what happened in the latest avengers movie right there was right. there was only a few bad guys there was like <laughs> one or two bad guys are basically thanos you know and the whole avengers and all of the everybody like everybody who's ever been a superhero you know they teamed up against the the one evil bad guy and that was they were able to no this is wrestling done completely fucking ass backwards, ass backwards this is as bad exactly. as darby <laughs> allen getting a fucking hot tag Fuck exactly off look first of all can you answer me one thing right not only was this fucking st stupid Again, fundamentals. Where the fuck is the fundamentals? The baby faces aren't the ones <laughs> that are supposed to. <laughs> Isn't that a heel fucking move? Isn't that what the heels are supposed to do? Is outnumber the babies really and beat them up? Isn't that a heel thing to do, right, Chris? Am I wrong? <sighs> That's how I've always understood it. That's right. But, but get this, it gets better. Tell me, how does Lance Archer fit in all this with uh, the Lucha Brothers and... Uh, and Puck, because not only do, don't people understand why Puck and the Lucha Brothers are together, but why the fuck are the what's Lance Archer got to do with these guys? <laughs> I don't know. And also, the biggest motherfucker out of all of these guys is Lance Archer. So, right. you know, you've got this big, you've got this really big baby face. Um, he's the biggest guy out of all of them, and he still needs more of his friends to take out the fewer of the bad guys. This is not the way that I remember hearing about King Leonidas at the fucking <laughs> pass of Thermopylae. I'm pretty sure that there weren't 2 million Greeks <laughs> and they stopped the 1 million Persians and That's everybody right. remembered That's, them as heroes. I'm reasonably cer certain it was because there were 300 of those fuckers and they stopped a million people. That's why everyone remembers them being the good guys because they were outnumbered and they said some badass shit like so much the better we'll fight in the shade. <laughs> like, come on, man. It's fucking basic storytelling. It's not it's even professional basic. wrestling. It's, it's storytelling basic. for fuck's exactly, sake. Exactly, bro. Exactly. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't understand how we, we at this point right now. 
I don't get it, bro, because I want this company to succeed. I really do. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to watch it week in week out. Where I'm like, damn, I can't watch this shit. You know what I mean? Because I really most of the time I enjoy Dynamite. All right, but when I see this fucking shit, yep. and this has been happening through the whole fucking show, right? When they can't do the yep. fucking fundamentals, why isn't anyone putting their hand up and say, hold on a minute? But it shouldn't be done this way. You know what I'm saying? It should not fucking be done. Uh, well, like and there there are the the thing that I seem to be getting from a lot of what's being said, at least a lot of what's being put out there publicly, is that there are people putting their hands up and saying, No, this is fucking stupid. Why are we doing this? You've got JR there, you've got Chris Jericho there, you've got people who clearly understand professional wrestling, even some of the younger guys, MJF clearly understands wrestling He's okay ftr clearly understand tag team wrestling <laughs> That's right. okay these are guys and they're all saying it they're all pulling on the same rope and they're all saying this is stupid and we need to be doing better than this but it seems to me like cody the bucks uh omega it seems like that whole crew just have absolutely no fucking respect for the fundamentals and i i how the fuck I'm saying that about the son of fucking Dusty Rhodes, I, know, right. I don't know. Or or a guy who I honestly think is the best fucking wrestler in terms of his in-ring ability in Kenny Omega. Like, how am I saying that about these guys? But it seems like there's so many of them in the locker room that they're just able to push through and get whatever the fuck they want done. Again, Brandon Cutler responding to JR, <laughs> making fun of it. Brandon Cutler, you can go fuck yourself Eight ways to Sunday, you little bitch. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know how nice of a guy you are, but shut the fuck up when JR is talking. Shit. Shit, Chris, that was brilliant. <laughs> That's a mic drop again. That's two, bro. That's two tonight. That's awesome. <laughs> For fuck's sake, but you're right, man. Like, I almost want to fucking cry, dude. It's that fucking stupid and disappointing, but that's professional wrestling in 2020, right? Oh, man, speaking of 2020, I, I kind of felt like this next match had 2,020 fucking people in it. Again. <laughs> um, we've got the best friends, the blondes, and top flight against the inner circle. Uh, I'm going to say this one more time. I may say this uh, every single time. Um, if you're a fan at an AEW show and Judas comes on, Right. Sing to your little heart's content. It's all good, man. You sing all you like, okay? God knows, God knows when I was a kid, you know, if fucking real American hit, everybody in the arena was going, hey, right everybody was doing that shit, okay? Everybody. All right. Even, like, even some of the songs that didn't have any fucking lyrics, the fucking the like for me as a fan, I was singing along to, man. I sang. Dude, I sang to fucking the Ultimate Warrior, dude. Fucking that music would hit, would hit, and I'd be sitting there on my little couch going. So if you're a fan, if you're a fan, have at it. Sing as much as you like. It's awesome that you're there and that you're responding and everything. But if you're one of these fucking guys who's getting paid by AEW and you're standing around the goddamn ring and you're singing this song especially if you are a face you're fired oh you're fired right fired. now go Out. the fuck home Out. get the fuck off so let me ask you another question chris speaking of chris's 
Is it so? Yeah. Is Jericho a babyface suddenly, right? Or like, because uh, he's not supposed to be, but he's acting like it when all the fucking muktards in the crowd sing his damn song, right? I'll tell you right now, for storytelling purposes, it's probably really good that there are not more fans in the crowd because I feel like both Jericho and MJF would be hard, hard baby faces at this, to- at this point. Big time, big time. And I know it annoys Jericho deep down, but now he's just like, oh, fuck it. I want to run with it anyway. It is what it is, right? Again, I don't know, man. This shit is ass backwards, like you said before, right? From the fucking company to the yep. fucking fans, I just, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. But like I said, you, Chris, my friend, have been fuego tonight, bro. No shit. You <laughs> killed it, bro. Like, man, keep preaching, my brother. Keep fucking oh, preaching. Thanks, buddy. Seriously, keep fucking preaching. Thanks, bud. Um, so 12-man match. Uh Jesus Christ, man. Fucking 12 man match. I'm going to, I'm not going to bother trying to fucking play by play this. Like I usually do. I'm going to say this. um, Basically all of the young guys in this match who got, who got in the ring, I was impressed with. I like, um, I like Pillman's kid. I feel like they've got something with them. Uh, Although I personally feel like he needs to be part of a heart dynasty or uh, heart foundation oh, with somebody awesome. else from that family. I, I just feel like that story is infinitely more interesting than the varsity blondes, <laughs> which is what, what the fuck I'll is tell you that? What that's a playoff, right? It's supposed to be the Hollywood blondes. Like you, I, I know what it is, yeah. but it's, which is stupid yeah. anyway, right? Because they're not fucking Steve Austin and fucking Brian Peelman senior, right? Come on. Jesus Christ. No, and even, even them, even them, if, if, if I were to ask you, if I were to ask any wrestling fan, okay, what was your favorite, uh, what was your favorite incarnation of Stone Cold Steve Austin? If you said Hollywood Blonde Steve <laughs> Austin, I would smack the shit out of you. If I asked you what was the most interesting uh, moment of Brian Pillman's career and you said anything <laughs> remotely related to the fucking blondes, I would just smack the shit out of you again. Like, no, that wasn't the most interesting part of their careers. Like, if you've got a son and you're coming up, that son should focus on the more interesting aspects of your character. Right. Like, Cody should not be coming out wearing fucking polka dots. Okay. <laughs> if he wants to come out and talk about being the son of the son of the son of a plumber, that's cool. That's fine. I can get right. behind that. Okay. Yeah. But if you come out wearing polka dots, you're doing it totally fucking wrong. So. Well, no, shut the fuck up about the blondes. To be fair, right, to, to uh, Cody or to Dusty even, right, it was Vince McMahon ribbing uh, Dusty with those polka dots. It's not like he wanted to wear them, right? So I know. Yeah, yeah. But, I know. But back to Brian Pillman Jr., right? Look, man, he's a talented kid, but you're not your old man, bro. I'm sorry. I like you. You're a talent. But like you said, if he was trying to act like the loose cannon Brian Pillman, he just wouldn't be able to pull it off, dude. I don't think he can, because it's not him. Like I, just- I don't, I don't think he. And that's just it. I don't think that. I don't think that the character stuff is really what he ought to be doing. And I think that 
He's good in the ring. Like well, he's solid. He's a good right. technician. He was sure. trained by Bret Hart. He really That's was. Right. Like he actually no, no. had some training with Bret. Right. Yeah, so so you know he's solid in the ring. And if you ever watched any of his stuff when he was on uh, MLW, MLW, yeah, yeah I've seen uh, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When he just gets in the ring and and works, the kid can really work a match. Like he's he's actually really really exciting when he's just working. Believe me when and I tell I you. And I feel like the heart. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. So continue on. Go for it. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like the easiest way to really get across a guy who can work and like really, really work is to put him in that heart dynasty, heart foundation type thing where you can just play up the idea of th- this man was trained by technical wrestlers. He wrestles in a technical style and he want you know he he wants to do everything right and i mean even in jim ross tonight when when M, when this kid was was wrestling with jericho right. ross said specifically he trained with bret hart you know and he's i love that i love the jim ross said and bret hart would you know bret hart was one of the greatest of all time he'd still be that great if he was younger do you know what i mean oh, yeah, which absolutely. i think was another callback to his to his tweet where he was saying like you know this shit is timeless storytelling is timeless well, so is. i love that is, but dude. yeah and the thing is like like i said he's great in the ring oh, there's no doubt about it man but it's it's big shoes to feel trying to be your daddy man so stop trying to like play up the Hollywood blonde gimmick. And don't get me wrong, the, the Hollywood blondes, Brian Pillman and Stunning Steve, right? And Flying Brian, right? Were 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 over in yeah. WCW, but seriously, they actually were. You know what I mean? They were cool heels for oh, they were, yeah, for, for sure. what it was at the time, right? I mean, Steve Austin was winning US US titles, TV titles, having five-star matches against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, legitly, right? Yep. But yep. man. Like, just he needs to build his own sort of thing and not try to be like his daddy completely. He looks like him, no doubt about it, but he's not him, and that's that's fine. He doesn't have to be his dad. You know what I mean? Just grow into your own shoes, man. Just be be yourself, or come up with something a little different, because you don't need to ride your daddy's, you know, coattails, man. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, you, like bro. if Randy Orton had come out with a fucking oh. cast on his arm, everybody would have just <laughs> and a cowboy eyes. hat. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah, Seriously. I cannot imagine fucking Randy Orton like that. But that's 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 a pretty much direct parallel to what they're doing right now with Brian Pillman exactly. Jr. And it's not the right way to go. It's not. It's it really isn't. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad we agree. Um, uh. The guys from Top Flight, I'm impressed with too. Uh, physically, they seem to be on uh, on point. They seem to be able to work. I, you know, th- there's a 19 year old kid in that ring, and he's, you know, he's reacting properly. There was a few moments, obviously, in this match where everybody was a little bit discombobulated because it's 12 fucking people, man. I don't know how anybody keeps track of anything. Um, at one point, they did a six man hug, which made me want to shoot people. Uh, <laughs> And then MJF finally got the pin for his team. And that was the end of this. And I just was really happy. It was over. You have anything else to say about this match, Jimmy? Was this the match where the accolade came out? The, the, was the accolade? The, oh, I mean the acclaim, sorry, (laughs) not the accolade, the acclaim. Oh no, the the acclaimed were next. Okay. All right, cool. That's all right. Move on. 
All right. Yeah, we'll just fucking move on from this <laughs> clusterfuck. Um, so next up, we've got Thunder Rosa talking in the back. I will say one right, more right. time for the people in the back. I fucking love Thunder Rosa. You're awesome. Um, she wants the dentist. She cut a pretty good like promo about how she wants to, you know, she wants to get her hands on this chick. And she's like, you know, you, you say I don't belong backstage. Well, guess what? I'm, you know, I'm one of the best wrestlers in the world, et cetera, et cetera. I like what she has to say. Um, and then Baker jumped her from behind and said some shit about, Oh, did you, did she break the camera? Cause she's so ugly. And I just thought, all right, Vince Please. McMahon wrote this. That's great. First of all, Thunder Rosa fucking cut the promo of the night, in my opinion. All right. That's how you cut a fucking promo, man. Yeah. Right. She had passion. Uh-huh. She had that look in her eyes like she meant what she was fucking talking when she was talking. And she had that fire, yep. dude. Like she was, dude, Thunder Rosa for me right now is the hottest female. And when I say hottest, not only is she hot, like good looking wise, but she's fire, yeah. dude. Also, right now, as a professional wrestler, dude, this woman, this woman really fucking gets it, dude. And Blake, if you ever hear this, she really please does. Bring her, get her on, onto my show. I know how, how good friends you are with her. Please <laughs> tell, tell her to join us on our show. We would love it. But anyway. She, oh, that would be incredible. Absolutely. Be incre- yeah. They're really best friends, dude, legitly. But, dude, she's the shit. She's awesome to watch. She's the only female wrestler that fucking actually knows what she's doing. Heck, you know what, boys? Serena Deeb. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Right. Besides Serena Deeb, I forgot about her, actually, to be honest. Thank you for correcting me. But boys, right? Absolutely. Watch her fucking promo and fucking learn. (laughs) All right? Because she cuts one better than all you fucking cunts. Literally. Matter of fact, watch her matches and fucking learn. And that too. Honestly. Like Jesus Christ. And 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 to say that the women's division AEW is pretty crap, what does that tell you though? Well, it tells you that they're misusing people. They've got right. people there like Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa who they really need to be just building the Ooh. whole fucking division around. They need to have the two best workers they have right now just focusing on each other, and that needs to be top of the women's card, and they need to just go with it. Let right. them be Brett and Sean. And I know right. like people will, point to, people will point to Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and say, well, they didn't sell, blah, 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 but they helped create a groundswell, a movement of people who, like these were real wrestling fans and once you had them then you were able to build and become and you know get people like the rock and stone cold steve austin to have people buy tickets but without that foundation of the new generation that came after you know hogan and warrior and macho man you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been able to build guys like rock and steve so i mean if thunder rosa you know if thunder rosa and serena deeb are your brett and sean then fucking highlight them that way. Exactly, dude. I agree 100%. I mean, you put it perfectly. I couldn't have put it any better than that. All right. So uh, up next here, uh, we're going to have to go away from Thunder Rosa. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, Her part was not large on this show, but definitely large in our hearts. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, coming up next, uh, God, this just... Yeah, SCU uh, take on the acclaimed, and uh, the acclaimed come out, and they're doing battle raps. 
and oh. then and then Kazarian took so takes over and he does some quote unquote battle raps. <laughs> Oh God! Like, dude, you and I are both hip hop heads, so you know, like, you know, as I was watching this, I was thinking, okay, Jimmy's just Jimmy's thinking the exact same thing I am right now. So I knew that I knew that somewhere in Melbourne there was my my co-host just going, "Oh, fuck off." That's exactly that's exactly what I was thinking. Don't get me wrong; it was kind of funny, right? What they said, but it was cheesy as shit, right? But fucking, am I watching yeah. pro res- professional wrestling or yo MTV raps? Uh, it was it was bad. And 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 when I say yo MTV raps, just bad. I'm talking about fucking like a like a B grade version of yo MTV raps. Like what? So do these guys talk normal? Like do they actually know how to cut a, an actual promo without having to do a nursery rhyme? Or is this the thing now? I have, don't know. <laughs> like, is this like, like, seriously, like, is this what they're going to do every time? <laughs> um, I certainly hope that it's not what they're, I, I, you know, if they, if this is what they're going to do every time, I'm okay with it. But if you're going to have a mid forties Kaz <laughs> responding to them every time, that's not the best use of Kazarian who is legitimately one of the best workers that AEW has. Um, just let him wrestle and let him cut regular promos. Cause he can cut a regular promo too. I'm not saying Kazarian can't talk. I'm just no. saying I, you know, people make fun of Eminem cause he's still rapping in his forties and he's fucking Eminem dude. Exactly. Like, exactly. Come cause Arian does not need to be rapping on fucking AEW. <laughs> man. Like I said, man, these kids look all right, but for fuck's sake, like, man, learn. Like, like I said, this is going to get old really quick, man. Right now it's kind of funny. It's still cheesy. But it's gonna get old really fucking fast, dude. Like for real. And then what happens when they start talking normal? <laughs> like everyone's gonna be like, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, dude. Must be TK, must be uh a hip hop guy. And when I say a hip hop guy, I'm talking about like uh <laughs> like say um for for example, like uh Nicki Minaj or or, or, or like, who's the fucking crappiest? Little whoever the fuck. Little fucking bitch ass, whatever the fuck, right? Or fucking young fucking jockstrap. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, he must be into that shit because why? Who told these guys? They must have been busting in the back one day, right? Like in the locker room. And TK is walking past and be like, yo, dude, that shit is fire, man. That shit is hot, bro. You know what I mean? I mean, wh- that is the sickest <laughs> shit I've ever fucking heard, dude. Yeah. The sickest shit. shit. The sickest shit, dude. Like, <laughs> if you could see my co-host's face when he done that, man, it was priceless. <laughs> Seriously, that was great, Chris. <laughs> like, dude. All right. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the match. Um, I, I actually liked this match. It was, it was, it you know, it was a little short, um, but SCU are the, are the same kind of, they're definitely cut from the same cloth as FTR. Um, they, 
they do the fundamentals properly. They look like they're a tag team who knows something about tag team wrestling. They have tag team spots where both guys are landing moves, where they're working, you know, they're working over the other guy in their corner. They're, they're trying to do quick tags. They're holding the fucking ropes while they're tagging. Um, I just, you know, for all the bad stuff that we've said about the tag team wrestling on this show, I feel like Daniels and Kazarian are the exception. They did well, it properly. Because they're vets and they get it, dude. Sure, they're not the best yep. like uh, guys in, in, in the world, right? But they're fucking great veterans that actually know the business and have been around for a long, long time. You know what I mean? And, you know, and that's the thing, like, does any of these guys talk to the youngsters or do the youngsters really don't give a fuck that much about the vets or the business that they don't want to listen and they think that their way is the way to go? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the people who are going to be truly successful in this business moving forward are the ones who are listening. Those right. are the people who are going to learn how to how to work and how to be successful and are going to have long careers. Like exactly. you can be a crash test dummy and you might be popular for a few okay. years, but eventually your back's going to be fucked. Ask mm -hmm. Matt Hardy. Mm -hmm. Ask Jeff Hardy. Like these guys, they had to, they had to tone down their work a little bit because you can't just be a fucking crash test dummy. And we will, we'll get into the fucking crash test dummy shit in this main event too, but right. let's keep going here. Um, the acclaim go over via boom box shot. Um, they hit, uh, For fuck's sake. they hit Daniels with the boom box. Um, they tell the bucks that they want the titles. They do another little fucking Yo, 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 to get ready for the rap, which is always just super wonderful for guys like us who really love rap. I mean, I don't know about you, dude, but, but the, uh, you know, how many syllables a, a rapper can get in before they actually start rapping on their song <laughs> is like my criteria for what's really, really great rap music. Right. Like, you know, if you've got somebody who just goes straight into his raps on his song, I don't have time for that. I need to hear him say, yo, or listen, or, you know, <laughs> this is how it is, or like whatever the fuck I need. I need to hear that at least like 12 or 13 times before you at go least. into your raps. Otherwise, I can't fucking get into it. Say at least twelve <laughs> to twenty times. Otherwise, I can't get into it either. I mean, shit. I must be. I must not know shit about hip hop. I guess. I mean, fuck. You know what I mean? Yo, yo, yo. It's like, oh my god. It's like going into a rap like yeah, 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 nah, nah, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, man. Oh, it's wonderful. What a fucking company and what a fucking show, man. Tonight was a fucking explosion of a show. Boom, boom goes a dynamite, like you say. There is, it's one of these things where it's exactly what we call it, man. It is totally fucking bipolar. <laughs> You've got moments that are really good. You've got some matches that are pretty good, even. You've got teams that know what they're doing. You've got stuff going on. You've got, you know, honestly, I think the Cody and Angelico match as a match, just right. look at the fucking wrestling match and that's it. It was good. It's actually pretty good. I like I would Absolutely. give that a solid like B plus grade. Sure. It was a good wrestling match. It was. Everything surrounding it was, was fucking aggravating. Shit. Exactly. And that's what's <laughs> fucking, and like you said, we say this all the fucking time. This fucking company is legitly bipolar, man. Right? Like, I don't get yeah. yeah, it. So, I don't get it, Chris. I don't fucking get it, bro. I just don't. I don't. I, Man, 
honestly. They need to just basically Tony Khan needs to go on a vacation and just be like, Hey, Jr. I, you know, would you mind hiring Jim Cornette and you guys can just oh book God. this for a couple of months? Well, I'd be happy. Or ask JR some freaking questions, TK. I thought you were a fucking major mark. They used to go to tape traders and collect all the fucking Japanese stuff and the old ECW stuff. Yet you don't know how to fucking book fundamentals. Fuck. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, Dasha, is that right? Is it Dasha? Yeah, Dasha. Yep, you're the right. backstage interviewer? Yeah. I think that's right. Dasha. Yep, so Dasha's right. backstage with Top Flight. Uh, she wants to know why they uh, they took on Jericho and MJF at the end of their match, even though they were on opposite sides in a match and all they were really doing was competing against the team that they were booked to fucking compete against. So, so I don't really know what this question was about. But anyway, I... I actually thought the top flight's reaction here, the, you know, the older, the older brother definitely is the one who can talk. Um, right. But I thought he did really good for a kid who's only like 21 or whatever. I thought, damn, this, this kid's not bad. I agree. I agree. They, they've got something, man. They've got something and they definitely seem special. And you know what, you know, what's awkward, dude. It's, it's, it's awkward when a, a team like them who are younger than private party, I believe even right. Seem more, like yep. veterans compared to to fucking private party who come across as green as shit still just by the way they execute their moves like they're very delayed yep. if you get my drift whereas these guys are on point man yep. like on point you know what i mean like what the hell man look like i said this company yep. and in ring they're not too fast either no they move quick right and they have and they deliver things but they deliver things with impact and when they get hit with a move they fucking sell it for a few seconds. Like I don't need, I don't need every fucking match. I don't need every match to, to, to be like the, you know, the school play where the, the kid takes 60 seconds to die after being stabbed. You know, I don't need that kind of selling in every fucking match, but at least react like you've been hit with something. Absolutely. Like that shit with H2O and the young bucks last week was just fucking move, 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 get in position for the fucking dive. Like, uh, well, you know who garbage. Booked, you know who was carrying that match last week, right? Let's be real. <laughs> it was definitely the Bucks. That's why we got that shit. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. But man, like I said, yeah, I and it was clear too because, I mean, if you if you watch that match back, the you know the announcers are calling, oh, this is such a good competitive match. H two O Bale, uh, what the fuck is H uh, two hybrid? H two the hybrids. Yes. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what whatever the hybrids the are, but they Evans and Angelico. What type of hybrids are they? I don't know. Yeah, anyway. I think they're like, I think they're part South African yeah, and no, part. Yeah. Uh, well, first whoever of all, the fuck. Angelico um, anyway. is South African and Jack Evans uh, is American, but yeah. Right. So. I don't know why that makes them hybrids. Anyway, the beats me. If you watch that match back, they right. got maybe twelve percent of the offense in that match. They were just there to be the fucking crash test dummies for the Bucks to flippity flop and fly and like basically dodge, duck, dive, dip, and dodge. It was ridiculous. I hated that match. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, we're gonna move on now uh, to to another tag match, Jimmy. <laughs> Hooray! 
Fucking bring it, Chris. <clears throat> this time it's Ivelisse and this time it's Ivelisse and Diamante against Swole and Deeb. Um, uh, Ivelisse is a really good character actor. Like when she was on uh, Underground? Lucha Underground, like she, yeah, she actually has acting chops, like legitimate acting chops. Um, you know, what they keep trying to convince everybody that Brandy has. Um, So she should probably get some more backstage stuff. Um, This match starts and I got to be honest with you. I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's just that the two matches that I've watched her in so far have been sloppy or is big swole kind of sloppy in the ring. She's sloppy. And before I continue with swole, uh, one thing I want to touch on with Ivelisse, right? She was a great worker. At one point, I don't know what's going on with her right now, but for some fucking weird reason, it's like she's gone backwards, man, and she's forgotten how to fucking wrestle. If you watch her matches, her last few matches, right, which she hasn't been on Dynamite that that often lately because, I don't know, man, there's something weird about her. She used to be a lot better than what I've seen lately. I don't know what's up. I don't know if she's not happy. Yeah, like she can work if she fucking wants to and as far as swole goes i like swole i like her whole like gimmick right she's i love her theme song too for some reason just just want to bounce to it you know what i'm saying even though even though they just the yep. whole song is like swole <laughs> swole but she's got that fucking you know that deep bass but anyway she's cool and she's a character on twitter dude she's got a Great Twitter game. I don't know if you saw her, her tweet to Cedric Alexander because you know they're how they married, right? Yep. Well, last week, if you, uh, was it last week or the week before? I didn't watch Raw, but there was a match where Cedric won his match, right? And she posted on Twitter, and I'm talking about Big Swole, <laughs> a, a picture of a chick like spreading her legs, right? Saying, insert here, right? Because her man fucking, because <laughs> her man won. And she's like, <laughs> She's like, honey, come home now. I need you. And the picture's got the chick spreading her legs and says, insert here, right? <laughs> fucking that popped me, dude. That was, I'm like, what a fucking sick bitch. Like, seriously, that was cool. That's but damn, awesome. she needs to improve in the ring, though. Other than that, I think she's great. Yeah, I think she's got good character work. I do, like, I, I like, I, I definitely like most of the package that makes up Big Swole. Like, Sure. But I don't know, like this match, she was just kind of all over the place. There was a few times where you could tell her feet were in the wrong place and yeah. she literally had to sort of stutter step to get out of the way or get back in position. Right. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, she had a match with Sheeta. And I know a lot of people were saying how great that match was. And I hated that fucking match. I watched that and I was just like, these two people have no goddamn chemistry Who together. Everybody's in the man? fucking way. Nobody knows where they're supposed to be. Who the hell yeah, was saying that was mind. a great match? Yeah. If, <laughs> I don't know if you ever like uh, go around the AEW sort of uh, Facebook page, right? But if you if you look yep. what those idiots say, and no offense to them, but they're the, the dumbest batshit <laughs> fucking retarded, yes, I've said it again, bunch of fans I've ever seen <laughs> in my fucking life, dude. And I'm an AEW fan too, as hell. you are. Right, but Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. If you want to fucking talk yeah. stupid, fanboy is gonna fanboy, right? Like, <laughs> God, man. Well, 
if they thought that was great, get off the fucking hard shit, man. Seriously, God, damn. <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't know, man. People, uh, people stop following Darby around the trailer park. No more <laughs> meth for you. <laughs> exactly. What Chris said, man. No more meth for you, motherfuckers, because <laughs> clearly it's not working. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. dude. Uh, so Deep gets tagged in. Uh, she does some pretty cool offensive moves. She makes everything believable. She is fun to watch. She does a spot where she basically locks up. I think it was she locked up Ivalice's leg, and then she, with the other half of her body, uh, gave Diamante a suplex. And so right. she hit the suplex and also kind of snapped the leg at the same time. I thought that was really cool. Yep. Um, Obviously, I have nothing but great things to say about Serena Deeb. She's wonderful. She's basically, in my opinion, she's the Bret Hart of female wrestling right now. In general, women's wrestling. Actually, that's a good comparison. Uh, not just AEW. No, I agree. I agree. really. I mean, no, really, because she I just agree. does everything where she looks. She looks. She's doing everything to make it look believable, but you can also clearly tell that she's not doing anything sloppily to hurt someone. And um, the way that she treats the title reminds me a lot of Bret Hart, where she stands in the when she stands in the corner, she raises the belt up. You can tell she's got some pride in it, and she almost always turns it around, turns it around, and kisses it. Which it, I know it's a small thing, right? Yeah. But it makes it seem like that belt means something to her, which makes it mean something to us. Exactly, dude. Again, we've said this all 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 through the show. It's the fucking small things that really fucking matter, man. It's just little fucking details like that yep. that make things so much better, man. It ain't hard. Fucking just watch these types. Watch your Serena Deebs. Watch your fucking, who else is, like your Thunder Roses. Thunder Rosa. I mean, yeah. out of the fellas, who, <laughs> see, I can't even think of one of the boys to actually, <laughs> to actually like look at because the thing is, or listen to JR even. Ask for fucking yep. advice, you stupid cunts. What's wrong with you guys? Because what they're doing is right. You know what I'm saying? And what everyone else is doing yep. is just fucking retarded. Like, yep. What can I say, man? What can I say? Like, there's a I, real split, man. You said it. <laughs> there's a real split and a real disconnect between the vets and the young and the youngsters, and actually, and a lot of the other vets who seem to think. They're like the youngsters because they're fucking wrestling like them. Like, come on, man. You mean, like, you, are you specifically talking about the middle-aged bucks? Yes. <laughs> Spot on. And it's not just the bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this all comes back to all those idiots. And I and I don't mind the bucks. I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm giving them shit because I, I am a fan of theirs, right? But it's the same old fucking shit and the same old fucking problems that fucking seems to fucking spread to the younger kids, man. Cause they're doing the same shit. Yeah, it, you know, if you've been wrestling for two decades, for, for, if you've been a professional wrestler for nearly two decades and somebody can still tell you at the end of the, at the end of your match, you're going way too fast. You got to fucking slow down. It's been two decades. You're not going to fucking get it. <laughs> right. And you know what? Like I said, I don't want to come across like you and I know fucking better than, than these guys, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fuck. Maybe we do fucking know better because why can we see this shit and they can't? 
I don't, you know what I mean? I, I, mean, don't, I don't get you know, it. Th- this, so, this is, so this is an argument that I hear lots, right, from people who do podcasts, because you, you have lots of professional wrestlers who podcast, right? <clears throat> right. I said this the other day on Impacted uh, with Tim. Um, you have lots of professional wrestlers who get this opinion of, well, you're just a mark. Nobody <sighs> should respect your opinion. I Nobody should shit. care what you have to say. Right. Well, here's the thing, guys. Like, we are literally your audience. We are the people who you ought to be trying to get back into watch the show. Um, I stopped watching wrestling after the invasion. Right? I just stopped. I, you know, I focused on boxing and MMA, and I, you know lived my life. I went to college, I got married, I had kids. I just, I didn't, I didn't want professional wrestling. And for a long time, I haven't been excited about professional wrestling, but I do still love storytelling and I do still love live art and live theater, which is what professional wrestling is meant to be. It's meant to be, you know, basically live storytelling. Um, So when I'm saying, hey, I really like this or, hey, I really don't like this, you can say, oh, you don't fucking know. You're just a mark. Who fucking cares what you think? You should care what I think because I'm the fucking lapsed fan. Everybody always asks, what does, oh, what does the lapsed fan want? What, what, should, what could we do to get the lapsed fan back? How could we get these, you know, 16 million people who used to be watching these fucking programs on Monday night? Thanks, How can dude. we get them back? I'm telling you how you can fucking get these people back, people. Like, God damn it. So don't fucking tell me I have no business saying what I say. I've got all the fucking business in the world to say it. Yeah, but, but get this. You're just a fucking muck, Todd, Chris. What do you know? You're not in the business. Yeah. You don't know shit. All right. But you know yeah. what? You idiot. I'm just... I'm just a Mark Tart, but some guy who's been in wrestling for 20 years and never made a fucking dime, he, he's allowed to say whatever the fuck he wants. And Great. that's what's Good. sad, Chris. Fuck I hate that. that. That's your typical professional wrestlers come back because they're so insecure, a lot of them, that they feel great because they turn around and say, you don't know shit, you're just a fucking Mark Tart, right? No, motherfuckers. You cunts are marks for yourselves, you shit cunts. Yeah? All right, first of all, we're the consumers, are we not? Yep, that's what we are. Are we, are we the ones that are fucking putting food on their table? I hate to say that, but are we? Well, without the crowd, there's absolutely no way for them to get paid. Yep. Okay, so let me tell you this, right? You fucking idiots. We're, we're, I'm not saying we know more than you guys, but that's the problem. When clearly, when, you, when we watch this shit and we see what they do, right? I'm sorry, but then fuck it, it. What it tells me is that we do know more than you guys, clearly, because you you mofo's are just fucking stupid. Why do you think we've got a decline right now, the way it is? Tell me, Chris. Why are the ratings all across what? the board at record lows and dipping still? Tell me, Chris. Why? Yeah, well, it's quite it's quite simple. It's because people don't understand storytelling anymore. Um, they think that wrestling is somehow like a super special, highly specialized thing that's only professional wrestling and only people who know professional wrestling and have been trained in professional wrestling and have worked in professional wrestling could possibly do anything great in professional wrestling because what does everybody else know? Well, listen, motherfucker, Vince Russo knew shit about professional wrestling, was never trained to be a professional wrestler, but he understood storytelling. 
okay? There are, there are certain things that are just eternal, okay? Storytelling is one of these things that can just be an eternal truth, okay? There are ways to build heroes. There are ways to build villains. If you do that properly, you'll get people interested. Right. And if you're doing a thing where you've got Shaq in an interview <laughs> and you're where you've got your fucking CEO there who's only there because she's married to Cody Rhodes. I know she's smart. I know she worked hard in school. I don't fucking care. The only reason she's there is because she's Cody's wife. When she's going, Oh, what you're going to you're going to talk about all his accomplishments, but not mine. Yeah. He's one of the most famous people on the fucking planet earth. You dumb fucking cunt. Shut up. And then they're trying to push it as if she's the fucking face. How is she the fucking good guy? Have you guys ever read a book? <laughs> Chris, what the fuck do we know, bro? What do we know? We don't know shit, apparently. Oh. We're just Mark Tards, remember? We don't know shit, all right? But that's okay, because when the, all. when the ratings yep. continue to fucking slide the way it's sliding, and you motherfuckers are starving, yeah, we'll see who's fucking begging for fucking <laughs> for the fans again, yeah? Because seriously, it's it's... That's the reason why we have this shit that we have right now, man. Okay, there's a few. There are a few exceptions. All right, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying every fucking wrestler, right? But dude, these guys—they're insecure. The only comeback is you're a fucking Mark Tart and you don't know shit, right? Like I said, what what the fuck do I know? My opinion don't matter apparently, and neither does yours, right? We don't know shit. We just that's idiots. fine. Whatever. Whatever. Exactly. Whatever, man. What can we'll I just, say? Whatever. We'll just keep doing the fucking show. Speaking of which, <laughs> let's get right. back to it. Um, Swole gets the tap with her clover leaf. Um, I I like the fact that they're doing a little bit of storytelling on commentary. They said that Swole has been training with uh, Malenko, and then they have her go over with a clover leaf. So. Awesome little bit of storytelling there. Props to the guys on commentary for bringing that up and talking about it. Uh, Nyla Rose comes down. She attacks the winners. And then Red Velvet comes and makes the save. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't care much about this whole program. I don't know where they're going with Nyla Rose. I'm not sure if she's... It seems to just be sort of a thing with, with, some, of the, with some of the women. It just seems like they're just pushing like good guys good, bad guys bad kind of thing dude it's, you know i hate to simplistic say storytelling can be can be fine right. but it needs to have something as have depth some sort of de- look dude you know what's weird i hate to say this but does this not feel like a Vince man book show in some ways a little bit yep it really feels like like really man like they're doing the same mistakes that there weren't enough doing. poop jokes oh yeah sorry my bad that's right <laughs> Dude, yeah. it just it felt so like I don't know, man. It must be a disease. Must catch from WWE to AEW. And don't get me wrong, AEW is more consistent. But like we've said a million times, your fucking company is so bipolar. It's making me bipolar for real. <laughs> like yeah, unbelievable, dude. You know, I feel I feel like people who listen to this might, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like people who listen to the skirmish, I think, you know, if you listen, if you're somebody who's been listening to the skirmish since, since day one, thank you so much for, for following us along on this journey. But I think that those people who have been listening to us get exactly what we're saying here, right? When something is good, we praise it. We just, you know, five minutes ago, we talked about how awesome Thunder Rosa is. And, you know, she did a 30 second promo, basically, right? It wasn't like, you know, I, 
they've got great things on this show, but sometimes it just feels like they're not highlighting anything that's the great stuff and they right. want to really, really push. Brandy Rhodes is <laughs> pregnant and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that makes two of us, Chris. Like I said, I don't know what to tell you, bro. It's frustrating. It's fucking retarded. It's fucking stupid. Dude. What? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, it know. is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Anyways, um, up next here, the best friends and Orange Cassidy are backstage. They say something stupid that I didn't pay attention <laughs> to because I can't fucking listen to these guys. Something along the lines of uh, Miro bad. We know like Miro. <laughs> Great. Um, FTR come out and they interrupt commentary. Um, commentary was about to do, I think like a package on how awesome, uh, the, uh, Jurassic express are and FTR came out and interrupted the commentary team on commentary. Um, the, the notes that I have here is FTR with a, this is real to me. Fuck these cartoon teams promo, uh, which I loved. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you. More of this, please. More of this, less bullshit, more again, FTR again, Chris. See, this is what puzzles me. So they say what they said. So clearly TK and the boys in the back know what this garbage was before they came out. And yet this is, again, the bipolar part. So they even make the statement saying how stupid everything is, right? Yet they still give us that crap anyway. So, again... (laughs) I'm puzzled. Thank you, FTR, right? I don't know whose idea it was. I don't know if it was you guys or it was TK. But if it was TK, right, that just pisses me off even more, dude. For real. (laughs) Really? It really does. Like, fucking hell, this... Man, please, don't make me hate AEW, TK, please, because I like it. I, I used to love it, actually, man. By God, though, man, you've made a lot of fans. I was talking to a fan... He's a kind of a friend of mine, actually, right? He's from here as well, right? About AEW. This guy loves AEW, dude. He's got his own podcast as well. Not about wrestling, just about other shit. But he loves AEW, right? This guy's trying to tell me about 900K, right? This is what you've done to your fucking fans, TK, right? This is what you've done. That 900K on TNT, one of the biggest cable fucking channels, right? Networks in America, right? (laughs) That 900K is a fucking great number and it's only up from here. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? 900K, is that, a, is that what we've gone to? I right on the second part. Chris, is this what we've gone to, to the point where 900K is a fucking benchmark, it seems? 900K. Well, there's a reason why we call this show the skirmish, brother. It's, yeah, right. Exactly. It is a far cry from what it used to be. I don't think anyone's ever going to hit an eight again in professional mm-hmm. wrestling. But, you know, I, I really honestly believe that if, if, if things are booked properly, if there's a consistent story, if there's enough stars being made, you could get back to a four and maybe four. even like a six, <sighs> you know? I feel like those are possible numbers, but not in the current fucking no climate. Like no. somebody's got to do something big. And like I said, it needs to be consistent. And that's the key consistency. Tell me a professional wrestling company other than new Japan. Cause it's, they're on a different, you know, wave, right. 
But in, in, when it comes to Western professional wrestling, right, out of any of these fucking dreaded promotions, tell me one company that's freaking consistent, dude. Consistent. You really don't. They're, they're you really don't have one. I mean, I, I mean, I, I have said a number of times that AEW is, is definitely, I think, the best promotion in the is. West right now. Right, I agree. Um, but, but, but look how many. But they are not consistent. Right. They're not. They're really not, dude. They're really not, and it's a shame. Because you know what's going to happen next week, right, Chris? We're probably going to get a, a, a great show out of the blue, right? And they're going to change shit up, right? And then we're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was cool. And then the week after, we're going to be served with garbage again. You know what I mean? Like, that's Well, I'm glad you mentioned garbage because in my notes here for the main event, I literally have Kenny Omega versus garbage. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally my notes. So, uh, Jobby Janelli. <laughs> Uh, Jelly Janella, Jelly Nutella. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so this is just a fucking nightmare of a thing to try to call. I'm gonna try to bring up some things because I thought some of it was like especially stupid. Um, so, uh, garbage, um. <laughs> He's, you know, him and Omega are, are brawling a little bit, right. and then he sets up two uh, uh, chairs on the outside, and he sets them up like as like they're folded open, and you know you can sit on them. He gets hit with one, and then the other one he gets sit down, he gets sat down in so that he can take the Terminator spot for over the top. So the guy who set up the fucking chairs, you know, right. is the guy who then gets hit with the chairs, which that's technically that's how you're supposed to do it in professional wrestling because you're supposed to basically make sure that your spots are safe. Right. Right. But I mean, do it in a way that's not so fucking obvious. I just, I was watching this and it just looked like to me, it looked like a man set up two chairs so that he could get beat <laughs> with them. Which, is, well, is okay. Exactly what JL was complaining about pretty much as well in some ways, except not we setting up, yep. chairs, but just setting up spots and waiting yep dude uh, like i said it's garbage he's garbage he's garbage it's simple as that but continue he's just terrible he, he's terrible um he so uh callus is on commentary basically talking with a microphone which is super annoying i hate that because uh, then the commentators really don't know when to talk and when to lay out because there's a guy fucking yelling <laughs> in the arena right. uh, and then omega starts talking too i think that i think that honestly when he was given the microphone you could almost see it in his face that he didn't want to do it like i think that the actual performer Ken, kenny like i think he really honestly took the microphone and was like fuck i don't want to talk while i'm doing this but anyway um it got across the viciousness of omega um i'm going to say this uh, there's definitely somebody else who needs to get fired. It's not just the people singing the fucking Judas song. Uh, first of all, Janela's strikes look like fucking crap in the corner uh, as they set up the table. Um, and whoever said, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and have a spot where Joey fucking Janela jumps off the top ropes and puts the champion 
through a table. Now, this is not just the champion of the promotion. This is the guy who all of professional wrestling is staring at right now to see what happens next. Okay. Everybody is like, what is Kenny going to do next? He's going to go after the impact championship. Maybe he's going to go and to, you know, try to, you know, reignite things with new Japan. Maybe we're going to see him, you know, with the NWA championship, you know, maybe him and Aldis can have a, can have a really great match. Maybe, 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 maybe if he broke a finger or if he broke his fucking ankle (laughs) or if he had some kind of major laceration as a result of Joey fucking Janela getting his shit in, I don't give a fuck. Whoever you are backstage who said, yeah, this is totally cool. Let's have let's have Joey Janela land on him and put him through a fucking table. You're fired. And you I, I like listen, I don't I don't hate any person on like a personal level and I hope that you land on your feet and I hope that you find some work, you know, running a children's choir or something. Oh, you never get to work in pro wrestling again. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> Omega goes over with V triggers. <laughs> Omega goes over with a couple V triggers and a one winged angel. It's fine. Again, whoever said yes to this table spot is fucking ridiculous. Look, it was. What did you think of this match, match before we get into what happens next? It was an entertaining match for what it was. Because let's be real, you know, Janela was jobbed out big time in this match. Sure, he done a couple of spots, right? But Kenny did look strong anyway, right? But like you said, why is Kenny doing this type of match, especially against Janela, who doesn't know really anything else but fucking garbage wrestling, right? I mean, the guy, I legitimately feel sorry for Joey Janela. I really do. I don't know if you know his history at all, right? And if you do look into his history, you will feel sorry for the guy. The guy has gone through, I kid you not, he used to be in CZW, right? You know, combat zone wrestling. There was a spot where I think it was Lanzig, the boss of CZW, pole drived him from the fucking factory roof <laughs> into a pickup truck, right? While the pickup truck was full of fluorescent light bulbs, right? Now, put that in your head. The guy went through from the top of a roof of a factory into a pickup truck filled <laughs> with fluorescent light bulbs to say it was a massacre, right? Is an understatement, yeah? Mm-hmm. Dude, the guy's yeah. not all there because of that. He's a and then he came up, back next week and he could work, right? <laughs> well, not uh, probably, right? But the truth is, the, the poor guy, I'm not saying he's, <laughs> I don't want to say retarded again, right? But he's moldy, like, seriously, no, no, really. I'm not saying this to give him shit. He's literally not all there, like, sort of, right? Like, he can't feel his arm properly. Like, dude, he's been battered, and he's he's not that old. And the poor guy is being battered, dude. Like, man. And I was, then I don't he's know. shit at professional wrestling. <laughs> well, that's how he made his name, dude. You know what I mean? That's how he made his name as a fucking garbage wrestler. And when I say garbage, I'm talking about fucking backyard crap. That right there is fucking it's attempted murder. Like, seriously, like that shit is fucking whack. You know what I mean? That's what he's known for. That's what he used fine, to do. And, and fine. Look, if that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to make your name off of, if that's the kind of th- 
thing, if that's the kind of way you want to make money off of the 300 or so people who are going to pass the trade around the tape around or whatever, that's fine. Stay off of my fucking TV. If that's all you're good at. If the only thing you can do is hurt yourself and then try to capitalize on it, I'm not interested. Okay. Uh, Mick Foley was a really good ring psychologist. Okay. Absolutely. People look at him and they say, oh, he's just a car crap. No, he's not, man. This guy knew how to get sympathy. Exactly. He knew how to cut a promo. Exactly. He could do great character work. Show me somebody with better character work than fucking Mick Foley being mankind when he first got to the WWE. That's great shit. And you know what? I was really, a, really great, great shit. shit. And I was a big fan of Cactus Jack. And at first when he became mankind, I was like, I don't know, man, but boy, did he make it work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And not just that, even Dude Love and even being Mick Foley. The only guy that comes close really is Bray Wyatt. I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this Joey Garbage, Garbage, whatever the fuck his name is, right? It's just fucking hell, dude. It's like I said, I, yeah, I feel sorry for him. Legitly, I really do. Because fuck, right? He's gone through hell. But dude, that's on you. You fucking chose that shit. You know what I mean? You wanted to fucking be fucking chanted by the, you know, you wanted the marks to chant your fucking name because you went through fucking light bulbs from a 30 foot fucking roof. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, it's great. You know who, you know who I never saw uh, take a light bulb, a, a light tube shot? Spread Hart. Yeah. Not once. If you, you know who me- else? <laughs> who? Hulk Hogan. You know who else? <laughs> Rick Flair. You know who else? Who? Dusty Rhodes. And, like and, nobody and who's me, ever fucking sold a dime in professional wrestling. No one that sold a dime. <laughs> no one that sold a dime. No one. And you know what's fucking hilarious, right? Those guys didn't have to do squat and knew how to work a friggin' match because of ring psychology, just presence. You know what I mean? Everything, right? Well, you got these fucking idiots who can't pop a crowd the normal way, right? So they have to. What's next, dude? We're gonna have uh, a dude bungee jumping fucking into the ring. Like, is that where we're getting at? Like, what, what? seriously? <laughs> like skydiving <laughs> into a pin? <laughs> I like. Oh shit! Oh shit, dude. I could so see that for some weird fucking reason, dude. If we go there, I'm never you know the, professional wrestling ever again. That's it. Completely done. I'll tell you, man. You know, there's an old saying. There's an old saying, those who can't do teach, right? Right. Well, in professional wrestling, those who can't do use light tubes. <sighs> because I'm sorry. If you can get, if you can't get over unless you bring out the light tubes and put a guy through a table. And if you legitimately don't know how to do anything other than car crash, fucking bullshit, you're garbage. You you don't deserve to be a professional wrestler. If you can't get over with storytelling, like, listen, Joey Janela looks like a fucking idiot. And <laughs> I, I don't think that he knows how to do anything, right. but, but if Joey Janela, but, but if Joey Janela, this is legitimate, okay? If Joey Janela went out there next week and he was able to, you know, wrestle a wrestling match where, again, the number one goal of a wrestling match is 
let's not have anybody get fucking hurt. Okay. That needs to be number one. Let's not have anybody fucking injured. Everybody should be able to work tomorrow. That's the point in professional wrestling. Okay. Number two is let's tell a story in the ring that get that grabs people attention and that makes them want to cheer one person and boo another person. And let's get them with the finish. That's professional wrestling. It is not fucking rocket science. I'm not saying it's easy because I've never done it. No, not no, like no. I've, I've done live. I've done live stuff before, but not professional wrestling. Right. It, right. it is different. But if Joey Janela came out there and had a regular ass wrestling match and was able to tell a story and get the crowd and actually get a reaction like that, then I'd be like, okay, good on you, Joey Janela. You know, welcome to the club. But as is, if you literally say to yourself or say to somebody else, oh man, this is my big break on TV. So I have to do the table spot and I have to do the, the chair spot and I have to do the falling off the ladder spot. And I have to do the spot where they cut off my leg with a fucking chainsaw. <laughs> if that's what you're saying, then you suck as a professional wrestler and you should not be having the opportunity to main event a fucking television program. Dude. Well said. <laughs> that that's perfect. I know. Said. I'm I, a little I, bit I on fire tonight. You, <laughs> hate to toot the horn, right? Like, toot toot. You know what I mean? But you are, dude. I'll give you that. You're you're <laughs> you're on fire tonight, man. It's been a joy to watch, actually. To be honest with you, if only the fans were actually seeing this. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> this guy right here, man. If I touch him, I, I burn. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Chris, keep going. Thanks, like I said, keep preaching, brother. Keep preaching, man, because I can't add to that. You, what All right. you said was perfect, like, <laughs> perfectly put. I agree. All right. Thanks, buddy. Um, so Omega goes over with a couple of V triggers and a one winged angel. Um, I'm glad they're continuing to protect that move. Uh, I like the overall storytelling that they're, you know, they're keeping things running as like, um, you know, the rest of what's happened in professional wrestling still exists in AEW, which again, I mean, I, I love it. I love that they're doing that. They're not ignoring that other things happened and they're saying not just nobody's kicked out of the one win angel this year. You know, or nobody in AEW has ever kicked out of the one winged angel, or this is the first time in AEW that these people have ever wrestled. They're not doing that bullshit, that kind of WWE half ass, this is historic thing. They're going to the real history, right? And like somebody said, nobody's ever kicked out of the one one winged angel except. You know what I mean? Except for Kota Abushi. And I don't think I don't think that they completely covered Kota, but you know, at least they're going with like actual history of professional wrestling. And I right. like that. Uh, speaking of history though, um, you know, so much history uh, goes into what happened here with this interruption after the match, because, you know, this team with so much history and, you know, dedication to their craft and just the growth that we've seen between Pac and, um, the Lucha brothers, you know, all, all of the storytelling that's gone into them building uh, this, you know, family like uh, kind of kind of relationship. I mean, honestly, you know, when t- when people talk about like the best stories of teams in wrestling, you're going to talk about, you know, the hearts and you're going to talk about, you know, the, the Legion of Doom and how they came together. And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure years from now we're going to talk about the, the incredible storytelling that is Pac and the Lucha brothers. Uh, anyway, Pac comes out and he cuts a promo 
about uh, I don't know how you're the 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 real champion Omega because Ray never got his shot. If I'm Pac, why the fuck am I not saying I want a title shot? What? What is this? Don't you know he's a cuckold now for fucking Ray, for Phoenix? Seriously, yeah. What the fuck are they doing with these three guys? These three guys were fucking over about two years ago, like even a year ago. All right, mega over. I don't want them in their fucking trios, right? I don't want them as a team. I want these guys as singles fucking stars because all three of them, all right, are single stars when done right, yeah? When booked right, those guys are stars. So what the fuck are they doing? And you know what? Park, I know Park is an outspoken dude. Did he not fucking sit out his contract because he didn't want to wrestle in WWE anymore because of the bullshit that he was getting fucking fed. Am I wrong? Isn't that what happened? He, nope. That's what happened. Ballsy right. motherfucker. So then why the fuck is he sitting here accepting this crap? You know what I mean? This is fucking, this is ridiculous. It's disrespectful to their talent, right? Is, is the upper, yep. is the upper fucking card paranoid of their fucking stardom? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I don't get I it. Don't, I don't know how to. Please tell me, Chris, because I don't fucking understand. I don't know. I don't know shit. I don't get it, dude. This yeah, is not... I... I don't get it. I've said this, this a million this times. This just screams of there's, there's, it, it almost screams of like a problem that is, is to this point, I think, been more theoretical than practical, which is. I think it's possible to have too many main eventers in a wrestling company. Um, Come on, dude. Really? Who? who but I think that that's, I, here's the thing. I don't think that, I don't think that that's legitimate. I think that that's the excuse. I think that they tell themselves backstage you think? and, you know, I, you know, honestly, I got to tell you, like when people started calling Cody triple C, <laughs> I thought that that was unfair. And I thought, no, come on. Like, that's not, that's not really what's going on. Cody's, you know, Cody's a good guy. He wants, he wants wrestling to, to grow. But the longer this, this, the, this AEW experiment goes, the more I do start to sort of think, you know, does Cody just not want anybody else at the top of the card? Like <laughs> it's got to be all about him and how brandy's pregnant and again you know congratulations to those two for uh doing something that literally almost every adult human in the world can do um and (laughs) yeah that almost every adult human in the world has done since the beginning of time congratulations (laughs) you had sex right (laughs) right he didn't pull the handbrake clearly right (laughs) <laughs> you obviously did not pull the fucking handbrake. Congratulations, Cody. You're one of a kind, my man. Clearly. Because your kid is special. For fuck's sake. And what's up with all the rest of fucking getting like their, their girls pregnant roughly around the same time? What the fuck's up with that? You know what I mean? I don't know. Pregnancies, pregnancy in more than one ways is like a disease. When, when one, you know, when the group, when the group starts getting pregnant, everybody gets <laughs> fucking pregnant. That's definitely accurate. Oh, shit. Wow, well, man. Like I said, we got triple C, we got triple TK, we got triple K, we got triple fucking YBs. 
Man, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say, Middle dude. Bucks. <laughs> triple bucks, dude. Triple bucks. Triple triple Kenny's. Oh, triple God. Cody's. Triple Brandy's. Triple fucking Tony Khan's. Who the fuck's in charge <laughs> of this shit, bro? I don't know, but once again, we have uh, we have an AEW dynamite that is best described as completely fucking bipolar. There's a number of really good things and a number of really fucking bad things. So we're going to continue to do what we always do here on the skirmish. We're going to call out the bad things. We're going to tell you when the good things are on and what they are, and we're going to give those things props. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can ever really like other than the other than the you know the big uh, winter is coming episode. Right. I, I don't know that I don't know that this show has ever really truly deserved anything more than a somewhere between four and a six. I feel like it's consistently between a four and a six because there's never a show. I've never watched an AEW Dynamite where I thought it's just all garbage. Everything on here is crap. Just turn this off. I don't want to watch it, which is exactly what I think every time I watch a WWE show. So I think they're always at least at a four, right? I think that they're the shit. There's always enough shit on an AEW (laughs) show where I can't possibly go past a six. So to me, this, this episode was particularly ridiculous when it came to just the, the over the overselling on, (laughs) Oh, Brandy is pregnant. Like, great. Congratulations. Congratulations. Legitimately. (laughs) But, but, but like, fuck, man, this is not the way to become a fucking superstar in wrestling. I, anyway, uh, to me, this show gets like a four. It, it's it's not a good episode of Dynamite, although there are some really good things on the show. Uh, definitely check out the the wrestling match between Cody and Angelico. It was a good match. Um, and definitely check out everything that Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb did. They were great. Right, and that was it. I dare say this is probably since we started doing this show, Chris. I think this was the worst fucking dynamite we've ever covered, dude, by a mile. Yep, nothing comes close. And back to what you said about before. Look, I'll be honest with you. When AEW first started, well, particularly dynamite, right? When dynamite debuted, I actually felt the first three, four months were brilliant, dude. Honestly, I I thoroughly enjoyed every episode. I was looking forward to it. I was one of those fucking AEW yeah. marked hards, right? I'll be fucking literally sticking up for that stupid ass bipolar company to the hills, right? But Jesus Christ, the since COVID particularly, but even just a little bit before that, it's this. It's like this, like this, like this. It's, it's insane. It's insane. It's dude. up and down it's completely. Insane. At least it's like a roller coaster. Every it's a roller coaster. Episode. If you're going to be consistently shit, right, at least be consistently shit like WWE. You know what I mean? But Jesus Christ, man, yeah. don't put us on that roller coaster, man, where one minute we're like, wow, that was awesome. And then the next minute we're like, what the fuck? Because, man, it kills, <laughs> it fucks with me, dude. It really does, bro. I'm going to fucking sue AEW just for giving me Shut fucking it. bipolar, bro. I wonder if I would win. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like, seriously. Ten years from now, you're going to see commercials. Did you watch (laughs) AEW the first year of its inception? If so, contact so-and-so law firm. You may be entitled to compensation for, like, (laughs) fucking awful, awful shit. Uh, (laughs) Don't put it past somebody. Anyway, let's do some. Yeah, definitely. Let's do some plugs here, buddy. Um, Tell them where where they can email us if they've got questions or comments. They want to tell us anything about how awesome Joey Mm -hmm. Janela is or anything else completely ridiculous. Bro, well, first of all, email us at pwc-outlook.com. And please, like any question you have for me or Chris, or even for Tim. You, you, I think you did that again where you just said PWC dash. Did I say that again? Oh, yeah, yeah, you said PWC dash at Outlook.com. <laughs> Let's get on the real email here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Seriously, I fucked it. What the fuck, dude? But look. Anyway. You know what? It'll be in the fucking description. Just go there, right? Even I don't even know the email right. properly, right? Yeah. But if you want to find us on Twitter or Facebook, it's pretty much at PWC show everywhere. Follow us, please. And please support us because, you know, without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this show. You know what I'm saying? So, and, it, and don't get me wrong. It's a pleasure doing this, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it gets frigging tough, man. But we got a passion for professional wrestling and all we want is, for this, for this, just to grow and be better, man. That's all we want. Which is the, which is a couple of passionate fans that care about the business. I don't care if the professional wrestlers call us Mark Tards. We're just fucking passionate, man. And that's all we care about. We, we want what most people want, and that's just great professional wrestling. That's it. It's not hard. It's not too much to ask, is it, Chris? I don't think so. I think it's exactly what we should be asking for. And yeah, I mean, this is, this is the show and, you know, just like every other show on the rational rage network, we're very passionate about what we're talking about. And, um, you know, we're entertaining you for free. So, uh, you know, just keep listening and supporting us, share us. Uh, if you like what we've said, uh, go ahead and, uh, share a clip, you know, if you, if you, if you know how to do it, you know, record a a rant that I had or a joke that Jim told Mm -hmm. and, and share that if you don't want to share the full, the full episode, but, uh, you know, keep following us, uh, keep liking the shows, um, you know, absolutely follow everything else on the rational rage network and please follow Um, us, you know, everybody, everybody on here is working hard. That's right. And, and please like follow us, like particularly subscribe to, to the rational rational rage network at podbean.com because we, we would love that sort of support too, man. You know what I mean? And please listen to the rational rage and impacted every uh what was it, Tuesday night with uh Tim, you and Tim Chris, right? That's it. And mm-hmm. we also cover WB when we choose to, unfortunately. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah. man, look, this show was just bananas. Or, or like Pat Patterson would say, banana. All right. <laughs> there you Man, go. It, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and look out for our new show coming up, which is called The Other Side of the Ring. Yes, it sounds exactly what you think it is. And believe me when I tell you, you'll be impressed with it. And, and me and Chris host that show too. And that's coming shortly. Chris? Yep, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of social media stuff, uh, you can follow me. Yes, I finally have Twitter. Uh, Jimmy basically kept bugging oh. me until I finally said, all right, I will have Here. a Twitter. It is AMS1AMS. That's A-M-B-S. That's my last name, just like bullshit in the morning. A-M-B-S underscore one underscore a m b s like bullshit in the morning ams ams one ams that's where you can follow me uh on twitter i have no idea how to tweet yet i'll figure it out uh <laughs> until then um that's it for me jimmy that's it for me too and peace out thank you f- you know for listening to our show and we'll be back for another skirmish next week peace To the Rational Rage
the Rational Rage Network.